You are listening to Smart Marks on the Spare Time Legends Podcast Network. As always, listener discretion is advised. All right, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I've taken your hints, I've listened to you, and some of you get annoyed when I talk one of my obsessions, which is professional wrestling. One of you even emailed me and said, if you want to talk professional wrestling, why don't you do a separate fucking podcast? So I said, all right, I will. And who better than uh, to join me than a, a man of the cloth, as it were, the Reverend Brian Fitzpatrick, live all the way from Dublin. Thank you for being here, sir. No problem, Chief. <laughs> now, are you Dublin proper or are you not Dublin? Oh, I'm Dublin proper, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, are we going by commitments rules here? Because I'm not Northside. But fuck, fuck Northsiders. <laughs> I'm proper Fair Dublin. enough. He's proper Dublin. So yeah, I was just mentioning uh, to uh, Fitzy, who many of you will know from Cabin Fever, not like they need a plug from me, but uh, <laughs> he uh, there was a, recently I was choosing whether to listen to one of my wrestling podcasts or listen to Cabin Fever. I turned on Cabin Fever because the boys are back now, and the most of the episode was talking wrestling. So <laughs> it was in fact destined to be. So I thought, I know, I'm going to get Fitzy on here, and him and I can just discuss professional wrestling. Sounds de- delightful because, like you, I'm I'm being shunned from speaking about wrestling in my in my own natural habitat. Yes, we we had to find a kind of a dirty corner of the internet to, to discuss our CD interests. <laughs> well, and welcome to the dirty corner of the internet. I'm proud to be the the guy in charge of that. That's all right with me. <laughs> you too. <laughs> but I mean, at least for you, it was your uh, it was your listeners. I mean, your your co-host saying I don't really want to discuss it on the show. Um, uh, me, it was my listeners, man, cheeky cunts. Absolutely. Start fucking emailing me saying, yeah, not really with the wrestling. Fairweather fans, I'm telling you. I, I, I make no apologies for this one. If you don't like wrestling, go fuck yourself because you're listening to the wrong thing. <laughs> Agreed. That's why I put it up as a separate feed, you bitches. <laughs> All right, so we'll start as we get ourselves on the road to WrestleMania with the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view from 2012, of course. These two men going to headline WrestleMania. Oh! Out of the way as Miz goes headfirst into the pod, and this could be CM Punk's opportunity. And you're right, the Miz's head bounced right off that unbreakable glass out there. And now CM Punk with Miz up high. CM Punk with Miz up high. And first thing I noticed here, Fitzy, was the Spanish announce table. It's the first thing that stuck out to me, because whenever you see a Spanish announce table, it's doomed. It's going to get broken. So, the opening match, immediately the Elimination Chamber uh, starts to lower. Now, maybe we should give a little bit of history. This is a WWE pay-per-view. I hope you knew that by this time. Uh, The Elimination Chamber has a total of, what is it, six guys? Yes. Six guys, yeah, all kind of locked in and they come out I we never see myself and the guy who got run over we're watching it together and we never really paid attention at the very beginning so we never kind of fully established how many minutes between each release is it five yeah they don't actually say a number the WWE is very careful about not giving numbers because they'll probably be all different oh of course it's so like it's... at intermittent schedules or whatever intermittent okay. yeah so they don't really give like an actual time but it's every couple of minutes, I suppose. Maybe if they think the match has gone dead, they'll bring somebody in sooner or 
Right, of course. Because if you time out the Royal Rumble, too, it's never actually the amount they say it is. Oh, I know, yeah. I mean, you know, you can't only have 90 seconds when Drew Carey needs to wave to the crowd some more. All right, fucking Drew Carey. <laughs> Drew Carey. All right, so right away the chamber starts to lower, and I'm assuming, I'm assuming at this point we're going to have the World Heavyweight Championship match, but in fact we do not. They start right away with the WWE title match, uh, and for me watching pay-per-views for quite some time now, I immediately think uh, this means a story arc. Okay. Generally, if they want to do a title match early in the night, it's because, uh, I know in this situation there isn't one, but if there's a Money in the Bank winner or something like that. Right, okay. They'll do a title match right at the beginning of the night to set up something for later in the evening, which is what I thought was going to happen. So we have CM Punk defending against Kofi Kingston, Dolph Ziggler, The Miz, R-Truth, and Y2J, Chris Jericho, my boy. And um, this match was, uh, there was a lot of bumps in this one. It was I, I I was a bit pissed off that they started off the WWE title match as well. I mean, it's called the Elimination Chamber, and I, you can argue World Heavyweight versus WWE, but it is the main belt. You know, World Heavyweight is the dirty old WCW title that they kind of treat like shit. Um, and it was it was kind of strange to me to start off with with such a big match, like, and especially when they ended with what they ended with. Ugh. But yeah, uh, you kind of feel ripped off when you see it right away. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and of course, I'm biased because I'm pretty big fan of CM Punk, so um, it kind of pissed me off just a little bit. Although I did like the I did like the direction they went with the the YTJ angle, but it ended up making a match on Raw, which I'll talk about later, completely pointless. Yeah, absolutely. So the match is essentially surrounded by a, a steel chamber. The floors are pretty hard. You can see, like, even CM Punk's legs got cut up pretty early in the match. Yeah. Um, I am at current time of recording wearing a CM Punk shirt, by the way. Just, uh, just putting it out there. <laughs> uh, first one eliminated is our truth Gets eliminated by Punk with the Ooh Yeah Macho Man Randy Savage flying elbow, which I love, by the way. Me too. Uh, Ziggler gets then eliminated by the Codebreaker from Chris Jericho. You forget as well that he gave a cheeky little wave to Jericho before he did it. Yeah, I, lo- I, lo- that's, I think that's the part I love about the chamber, uh, is how they can just kind of go up to the glass and be like, fuck you. <laughs> and what the fuck are you going to do about it? Uh, Kofi- Next three minutes. Yeah, Kofi Kingston then taps to a disgusting looking Walls of Jericho. It, see, the Walls of Jericho confuses the shit out of me, because I remember when it was its own move. When it was standing up holding their legs and kind of twisting their neck to the side and that was what was meant to make them smith it just turned into a boston crab yes over the years i mean i remember the first smackdown game where it's a proper walls of jericho where he's you know still standing up and the neck looks like it's at a right angle yeah which, which is what he did to kofi yeah well I, I just don't understand why the walls of jericho has just become this shitty boston crab that never looks like it hurts I mean, when the model did it it didn't look like it hurt and it still doesn't look like it hurts. No, for the record, it does hurt. Being somebody who has tried all these moves out on friends, it hurts a little bit. Is it the sitting? De- is it the sitting on top of their back, or does it's not the stretching of the legs? Surely. No, it's sort of like your belly and your legs that hurt. Okay. So it's probably just pulling something that shouldn't be pulled. Although I'm not also in great shape, so maybe it hurts me a little more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kofi started the bleed, which uh, signifies you see by the referee putting on those white gloves. If you notice that. No, I didn't. Yeah, basically, there's a rule that if anybody starts to bleed these days, because apparently they're PG pussies now, uh, the referee has to throw on those white gloves, and that's basically it. So Kofi's head was bleeding. Uh, He tapped out to the walls of Jericho, and then this is where it all got a little bit interesting. Jericho basically kicked the shit out of Kofi after the match, after he'd been eliminated, I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, which is sort of racist. 
<laughs> you know, uh, he then throws him out of the elimination chamber, putting his head on some equipment and being knocked out cold. Now, did you at any point think that this was legitimate, like a legitimate injury, or no? Uh, we see what, what happened was um, Wild asked the room and asked us to do one tea, and we turned around and we just saw Jericho out cold, and we're like, what? the fuck just happened so we rewound it and it didn't even i mean it, it looked staged it was it was very obviously staged but it wasn't until i saw the replay that it, it looked like they pulled it off quite well it did look like he smacked his head off a of a speaker it's not to real injuries with the own heart thing so i, I it, they can never kind of fool me into thinking it's a real injury ever again because i saw jerry the king and jr you know being so i almost bought into it and i'm a long-time fan but i i almost bought into it because it we see, I thought it was a good angle because then, you see, this is my problem with Raw. I'm going to have to skip forward a little bit just to explain why it ended up annoying me. Because <coughs> with that, beat me, you're not good enough, you're not the best in the world, we'll see who really is the best in the world at WrestleMania. That's bullshit battle royal. Meaningless is my major problem with it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but okay, Jericho beats going to win the belt tonight in a real cheeky obnoxious because then for the build of WrestleMania you've got the babyface CM Punk who everybody loves and how uh, Jericho you know he's going on tour with his band he's going anyway so you have him carry the belt to Mania and drop it back to Punk he's actually banged his head they're going to have to restore the X sign with their arms uh, which is a way to single signal to the back that there's a legitimate injury oh really yeah so if you ever see them they do like their almost like the crossed arm things that CM Punk does yeah, but they literally they'll do it and they'll tap it as they look at one of the referees or the referee generally gets up and does it towards the screen. Mm-hmm. So it's essentially trying to signal legitimate injury. But the problem is they obviously know that. They, I mean, <coughs> right. So they're playing up. So CM Punk doing that thing. No, he knows. So you do never know, which I guess is the problem with wrestling. But I hated this ending, even though I do love CM Punk. Uh, Punk Man went on to defeat the Miz and the crowd was dead for this. There was no way the crowd thought Miz, Miz was getting the belt. No, like especially with the the run that he's had recently. Yeah, it was all crickets in the crowd. Absolutely. Well, the, the crowd was pretty shit. That's very true. It was pretty sad. Uh, Punk pins Miz to retain after a GTS to go to sleep. Uh, at least Miz took a good GTS. Some guys take them like pussies and they look terrible. Uh, but at least it's, he, you know. It's a very easy move to look shit, though. I'm, it's like, like even if the guy's too tall, it would be completely ineffectual because he'd be on his feet before his chin ever hits your knee. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. It really only works, like, really well against someone like Rey Mysterio. <laughs> or yeah, nose a few years back with that very move. Oh, shit, really? Yeah, and that was one of those things where they were both baby faces. It was a really good match, uh, but he broke his nose at the end of it. I'm kind of a returning wrestling fan, so I've been away for a good eight years. Don't worry, I'm, I'll be your professor. I got your history covered. That's cool. Um, now, the, speaking of history, I was looking at this title match even years back, say, when you were still watching. Mm-hmm. How many of these guys would even get a shot at a title match in the WWE? Like, none of them? Uh, which guys? The guys that were in the Elimination yeah, Chamber? Yeah, like Punk, Kofi, Ziggler, Miz, Truth, and like Jericho, maybe. Jericho I, was around, but I don't know. I think Punk would have made it in any era. Smoke of his ass, I do. Genuinely think he could have. He might not have been, um, you know, uh, top man kind of big, but because I think Stone Cold would have been, yeah. like, not that they're the same character, but they... they um, they do the same job basically. They they kind of appeal to the same type of fans. Yeah. Um, I mean it's no it's no coincidence that my favorite wrestler of all time is Stone Cold. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Don't get me started. <laughs> um, did you, did we, you get his Blu-ray over the Christmas, or did you uh, le- legally acquire it in any way? Yes, I legally acquired it, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Superb documentary on him, and and uh, the three and a half hours of of um, 
bits. It was, it was, it was pretty good. Um, yeah, those are my favorite wrestling DVDs. Is the, the Ric Flair one is outstanding. I've been told. I haven't seen it yet, but I do plan on either legally acquiring it or quote-unquote legally acquiring it. Yes. No, uh, he's, Ric Flair is probably my, one of my favorites of all time, but that's for another time, I think. Indeed. Uh, video, video, video follows up. We get an Orton video, a Santino video, a John Cena video. Now, even at this point of the night, there's no way Santino wins the World Heavyweight title later, right? True, but I... In the same, <laughs> in the same way you fell for the the Jericho injury, I, I, I there was a little because I was convinced he wouldn't win the place in a, in, the, in the elimination chamber in the first place. Right on last week's RAW, I was there was a five seconds where I was like, like okay, he's hit his move, he's pinning him immediately. There's no delay. This is going to happen, and I was genuinely surprised when Brian kicked out. Yeah, I was just thinking, please don't. Please don't win the world heavyweight title with the Cobra. Like I, do you know what I think he's? I think he's such a successful, um, you know, act for what, whatever he does. Like he's a good comedy act. It would have been funny to just give him the belt and then make him lose it the next night in Raw. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, David Arquette did hold that belt too. So exactly. We can't, be, we can't be too picky. Absolutely. Um, there's a Cena video. Who gives a shit? But I hate Vince Cena. Who held that belt? Who did? Vince Russo. Oh, fucking, oh, so long, Vince. He's no longer with TNA. Hallelujah. Uh, hopefully that'll be better for TNA now that he's dipped. Uh, followed by all these videos is the Divas match. I'm going to be honest with you. I fast-forwarded. I always do. <laughs> so... I, I- I, although there was there was a there was a uh, ounce of interest because I wanted to see where they go with the first story. Yeah, that's that's Natalia, isn't it? Yeah, that's and, ridiculous. And it was pathetic because she she was. Um, <coughs> you see, I, I fast forward through so many divas matches, as in all of them, I don't know a lot of their names. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so Natalia, I only recognize because she's wearing her dad's fucking outfit. Her, yeah, her her uncle, her <laughs> uncle Brett's tights. <coughs> Well, no, it was, more, it was more Jim the Anvil, kind of the, 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 the same same thing, really. But um, yeah, I mean, Anvil would would punch me in the face for this, but she is an ugly bitch. I don't think so. No, mm. she's. Uh, uh, I would do her. Yeah, well, I mean, I would too. But I mean, to be fair, she would do us. We wouldn't do anything. That's true. She'd snap uh, her cocks off. Exactly. But I'm more of a Kelly Kelly guy. Oh well, I, I mean that is to say you're not homosexual. I exactly. Mean, it's, it's um, but I, AJ would probably be my favorite. Really? See, that's that's interesting. Which is which diva would you bang? It could be like a game. Email in legendinmypodcast <laughs> at gmail dot com. Which one of the divas would you bang? Uh, don't send all of them because that's all of our answers. Yeah. <laughs> well, except for Luna. Oh yeah. Especially now because you know being a corpse and all. <laughs> um, or Karma. I wouldn't want to. Yeah. My dick wouldn't even get hard for Karma. No, it wouldn't. It'd be just shoehorning a flog inside. Yeah, I would just start to cry and hope she was done soon. <laughs> what? What the fuck? Did she have a miscarriage or something? No, I, sh- I believe she had the baby because when she left, it would have worked out early January. She would have had the baby. Oh, okay. Fair enough. But yeah, where did she go to? She was at the Rumble and now she's nowhere. Uh, well, who cares? But I'm just... <laughs> I-, I was just surprised to see her back like after two... Even two months after her pregnancy, that's... To get in a ring at all. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's odd. Yeah, it is. So anyway, we both fast forwarded the Divas match. No disrespect, I guess, but um, you know, it's, start the it's face- not their fault. It's their, the the booking for Divas matches is awful. So exactly, yeah. Um, okay, so then we have a John Laurinaitis promo, and um, basically, you don't tell me you're wrong. I'm the executive vice president <laughs> of two. What is I've it? Been, 
I'm working on my impression for him. I am Mr. Simon. <laughs> yeah, but to to really pull off the John Laronice, you have to put in the the flubs. I am the executive. <laughs> what is it again? Yeah, vice. I am, I am the executive raw of ma- manager of raw. <laughs> I am the vice president of executive <coughs> raw. Anyway, so he's oh. in the back with uh, David Otunga, or he doesn't know he comes to the ring, doesn't he? <clears throat> yes, because he'd been teasing on Twitter that he was going to make a huge announcement. Uh, yeah, and it was yeah bullshit. So he gets into the ring, yada. They start doing their thing. He has some really good flubs on the mic, uh, and essentially this is what they're building for. I believe is a GM versus GM match, similar to um, similar to Donald Trump Vince McMahon, where they each pick a wrestler for WrestleMania. A hair, a hair match. Yeah, exactly. But in this case, the winner, the winner, the wrestler's winner will take over as GM of both shows. Um, see, I, I don't. I don't particularly like the outcome of either of them winning because I mean, Teddy Long is. Uh, you know, I like the guy, and he did amuse me once at first when he came when he stopped being a ref and became a pimp essentially. Yes. Now, do you? I don't know the guy's name, but do you ever read the wrestling article on IGN? No. It's it, the guy is hilarious. I mean, it's the it's not the most informative or insightful of wrestling um, uh, pieces, but he's always very funny and kind of gets to the heart of what's ridiculous about certain things. And he he described Teddy Long as um, you know, music kicks. He's like, "Holla, holla, player! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> holla, player! I see that you're not getting on too well, so I'm going to put a meaningless tag team match at the end of the show. <laughs> holla, holla!" And he walks back off. Like it's always the exact same. It's, it's like so meaningless fucking thrown together arbitrary tag bullshit yeah he seems a little bit like Vicky Guerrero in that it just seems like they keep him around because I have footage from like the 70s with him as a has the guy taking the the jackets and the gold chains off of the wrestlers and taking them to the back oh no way really? so he's been around forever so it seems like maybe they just keep they just keep him around but I, I don't want to see either show I, honestly I, I give a fuck about Smackdown I'll be honest I try and watch it I was see I was like that when I started getting back into it I am um, I didn't watch it at all and then when I was in the States and obviously the the CM Punk work shoot broke and that kind of got me rabid for it and that's what kind of accelerated my return and when I got back home to Dublin I started watching Smackdown as well just in case he turned up and he did once yeah. but and now I watch it because I know I can watch it and fast forward and if a good match comes on you know, like, for example, that I haven't seen last night's, but it was live, but, I mean, it's fucking Daniel Bryan versus CM Punk, and I would watch that shit all day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that that will be a good match for sure. Yeah. yeah. Neither of us have seen the newest SmackDown as of yet. No. Um, so, while Johnny Ace is in the ring saying, make me general manager of both shows, <laughs> there's a return that I legitimately popped for. I Al- think both Al- Alberto Del Rio. Oh, no, mine was different. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind Alberto, and I, I had a lot of time for him until he won the belt. And then I think they they just didn't know what to do with him, or maybe he didn't know how to step his game up or something. He's just, he lost any bit of charisma that he had. And as as I think the guy, the IGN guy said it, it, as well, like his announcer started getting bigger pops than, than he did. Like he did in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, and that was fantastic. When <laughs> I legitimately jumped up and down because I thought it was Del Rio. Did you not laugh your ass off though when you saw the piece of shit car he came sh- out? Yes, I did. And then the tra- <laughs> and then the pants that he had on that were too big for him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was just great. Was so anyway, simple. Del Rio comes to the ring and basically says, ah. "It is your destiny to be the GM of both the shows." I am morbidious. <laughs> <laughs> then Mark Henry comes down to a sexual chocolate chant, um, and then I guess and this is Mark- the part you were excited oh. about. I went nuts, yeah, because we were for some reason we knew it was happening, but we thought he was going to come back as a face, right? 
and just kind of, you know, give, give shit to them and then maybe beat up a few of them and then Mark Henry would give him a world's strongest slam uh, leading up to a match at WrestleMania or something. But I, I don't care. Christian could do anything. Just as long as he's there, I'm happy. He's uh, I think he's, I think he's like probably the best heel in the business at the moment. Yeah, he's uh, he is good. He is good. He uh, he used to work uh, on an indie show. Actually, him and Edge with one of my one of my friends back home, Penthouse Lenny Lilac. Uh, he used to work in the wrestling industry, and um, he remembers they were doing an indie show somewhere up north in Canada, right when Edge and Christian got the call to go to WWE Developmental. Oh wow! Uh, and he says that he still remembers the day that they both got into a helicopter that was sent for them. That's cool. And took off from the thing, and he just remembers being like, "Goodbye." And now, <laughs> now look at those guys. Say hi, say hi to the Undertaker for me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I wouldn't even speak a word to the Undertaker. I would just hope that I wouldn't piss myself in front of him. Oh, right. I thought you were going to say you hated him. Jesus. No, no, no. I mean, I just wouldn't want to embarrass myself by pissing my I, pants. I just want to buy a house from him. <laughs> he sells real estate. Can you imagine saying who who bought who sold you your house so you can rest in peace? Sorry, that's terrible. <laughs> but um, but I was I was a huge huge Asian Christian fan. They're my all time favorite tag team. Um, adored them. But I never was really an Edge fan after they split because I think Edge is kind of shitty when he's playing a babyface. Yeah, and, and then he marries uh, Vicky Guerrero. Yeah, and even even as a non comedic heel, he's shit. I think, and he's yeah. not that great a wrestler. He's kind of yeah. he's kind of gangly and awkward in the ring, and like he he made like a few weeks ago, CM Punk referred to uh, Miz's bad guy face. You know, like when they're trying to forcefully contort yeah. their face to look evil. Edge did that all the time. Like his fucking lead up to a spear always made me cringe. Like you know, putting his hands through his hair and looking like he's going nuts. Like Randy Orton's prep for the fucking RKO now. Yes. Which, pseudo homoerotic <laughs> did you did you see that i like randy orton a lot but did you see i don't know if you were watching in the last few years there was a match with randy orton versus edge okay uh, randy orton got down to do the whole punching the mat thing that he does when he's building up for it yeah. separated both his shoulders fuck no way and, and you literally just see him like doing this the 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 rko the viper face and he's punching it and he's and then he goes oh wait wait and both his arms are out or maybe just one of them and he rolls out of the ring and they do a double count out but you can literally see him like so angry punching it and then all of a sudden his arms are out and he goes from the angry <laughs> viper to like i hurt myself what <laughs> work and that, he gets hurt a lot i also saw him break his collarbone in the ring i would pay money to see that uh, you can probably look it up. It was against Triple H. Um, against Edge, you mean? Uh, the, the Edge one is when he popped his shoulder out. Oh, okay. uh, There's a Triple H match where he breaks his collarbone when Triple H throws him out of the ring. Right. And you can literally see the collarbone coming through his coming through his skin almost. Damn. Yeah, it was wicked. See, I, was, I was a big fan of his for years, and then once I started to get... And then when I would sporadically watch wrestling when I wasn't really watching it, even when I didn't watch it, you always watched Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. Always. Yeah, absolutely. It never, it never leaves you, you know what I mean, um, in that respect. Um, but... I once I started watching it again, he just started to bore the shit out of me. I don't like his, I don't like his music. I think it's fucking terrible. Like the whole I hear voices thing is just bent. Yeah, uh, especially when Michael Cole goes, and now Randy Orton's going oh, to that place. He's hearing voices. Where he's hearing voices. It's like um, I I loved his um his music before that. You know, hey, nothing you can say. Yeah, that was a that was a great piece of yeah. music. Like. Don't get me started on changing music, though, because Wade Barrett's new one is embarrassing. Yeah, he hates it, too. He hated his old music, Wade Barrett, and I know Orton hates his present music. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't like Randy Orton until I watched that the documentary, the similar to the Austin one about him. And Isn't then, he 
be a dickhead though? Yeah, he is supposed to. He used to be a massive dickhead. Uh, it also looks like he used to be a massive drug addict as well. Wouldn't surprise me. So that could have played into it. Whereas essentially now he's well, on the, according to the documentary, it is wrestling, of course. Um, yeah, he's clean now. Um, it's funny when I used to because I used to referee and ring announce for an independent wrestling company, PWACanada.com, and um, they always told you the first rule about wrestling is it's a work. Yeah, and the second rule is see rule number one. <laughs> of course, because I'm still I'm like you. So like I, even with the Santino match we're about to discuss, I was kind of like they're going to give the fucking belt to Santino. But they didn't. Anyway, so coming it up, it would have been awesome. <laughs> it would have been all right for one night, just, I guess. Just to see, just to see him with the strap and doing the trumpet thing or the trombone thing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a simple man. Sometimes you yeah. know. Yeah, it's true. And he does amuse me. I have to say, like, I, I would never think about him very much, other than when I'm watching the shows. But you know, if you were to actually analyze the enjoyment I've gotten out of wrestling in the last two months, a lot of it would have come from him. Yeah, so if it's just a few months, you would have missed last year when he was, or the year before when he was going for the Intercontinental title. Uh, uh, well, see, I think, I think before, say, February last year would be, um, you know, just Royal Rumble and um, WrestleMania. Yeah. Well, during this build-up, he kept quote, he kept talking about the former Intercontinental champions, and he would say their names wrong. So he would say, "The Honky Donkey Man was the champion for fifty-two weeks, or whatever," and he would say, "Rodney the Pipers and uh, Golden Dust. Golden <laughs> Dust was great Intercontinental champion." Uh, I mean, I, he's still doing that shit, and it cracks me up. John Chena. Yeah, and, that's uh, great. Uh, was it um, fucking? Drew McIntosh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's good. We're, we're both compl- I'm, we're bitching, or I was bitching that he couldn't win the belt, but we both just laughed hard at what he's done on TV. So, you know, well, yeah. My- I mean, he's he's the big winner. <laughs> Who's the big winner? <laughs> uh, so the the chamber comes back you know, down. It's-, <laughs> it's world heavyweight title time now. So we have uh, we have uh, Daniel Bryan defending against the Great Khali. Not a chance. Just don't. Yeah, the Big Show. Not a chance. Cody Rhodes. Wade Barrett, Santino Morella. course in the elimination chamber first thing i noticed was lillian garcia's introduction did you notice this no uh see i listen on i watch with headphones sometimes so i, I catch more see, of the I, other things if i had watched it by myself i would i would remember the the minutiae a little bit better but um i was as i said i was watching with a friend of mine and there's always a bit of banter going on because he's been watching wrestling as long as i have except he never really stopped right and uh so there's always a bit of banter and kind of talking about this that and the other you know so we wouldn't we watch the match but if it's if it's not particularly interesting the banter takes center stage yeah, yeah. well lillian garcia said it's now time for the world heavyweight championship elimination chamber introducing the participants 
<laughs> really? And if you go back, she just kind of doesn't finish the word participants. Usually, like, if uh, Justin Roberts makes a mistake, he just resays it. She literally just stops, goes, participants. <laughs> Introducing first. <laughs> so I thought that was great. I love catching those little things. So starting off this match is Wade Barrett and Big Show. I love Wade Barrett. Yeah, I like Wade Barrett as well. I liked him a lot more when he was the Nexus Wade Barrett. Uh, again, I missed a lot of the Nexus. I, I definitely missed the the Wade Barrett Nexus. I when I started getting back into it, he was he was leading the core. <laughs> yeah, that was really. And sad. The, apart from apart from Greg Kelly, if there's one thing I really hate in WWE, it's um, oh shit, oh Heat Slater. It just oh, you mean the one man rock band? Southern rock band, please. Oh, oh, do they add Southern into that now? Did they? Oh no, that's been that's been like that ever since he left. Um, oh, he's always been the one man Southern rock band. That's terrible. I'm glad I don't watch SmackDown. He is like the anti wrestler. He's just everything that to hate about professional wrestling. Yes. His faggy straightened hair <laughs> and his weird steel tip fucking pussy Italian boots. And isn't he a ginge too? Yeah, he's a ginge. <laughs> if 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 he had worked on being cool his whole life to, you know, get over that handicap, I would have forgiven him, but he clearly hasn't. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like it's okay, you don't have a soul, but you could have made good anyway, but no, you didn't. You <laughs> no, you didn't, you're a cunt. Yeah, absolutely. So at the beginning of this match, I said to my buddy that I was watching with, I said, if Santino wins the title, I'm quitting wrestling. <laughs> I was just leaving that out there. Um, oh. And again, this match left you think, feeling how thin their talent pool is right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, Greg Kelly should not be allowed get a paycheck. No. I mean, they had him get pinned immediately within <laughs> seconds. Uh, they, they, I think he's actually proper. I know he was always very, very weak on his feet, but I think he's proper cropped now, like gone. Yeah, his like, knees are done, so I don't even because, know why they put him at risk. Because and he was gone. I mean, they, they, they gave him a future endeavor bullshit about three months ago. So and, uh, who knows why he's even in this match? I think Vince just likes to have a giant around. I suppose, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you you, you couldn't have put uh, Drew Carey into this part, Drew McIntyre. <laughs> Because I mean, he came out. He came out second to last and got pinned within thirty seconds. So that could have been anyone. Great Khali. Oh, Great Khali, of course. Yeah, could have been anyone. So anyway, the first person eliminated is the Great Khali. So this match goes on for a little while. Right. Big Show is referred to as the Anti Undertaker because of his terrible WrestleMania record. Yeah. Um, which is, I, I have to say, this was the better Elimination Chamber match. Yeah, which I hate to admit, but yes, it definitely was. Yeah, there was there was some there was some good moments. I um I did enjoy Daniel Bryan getting absolutely, I, and I lo I love the guy, but it was just getting creamed against one of the elimination chamber pods. Yeah, I, I love how they announce it as bulletproof glass, and then they throw somebody through it. I know. Yeah, it's like it's bulletproof, but we don't attach it that well. <laughs> <laughs> it might just fall down if you just give it a little bit of smack. Yeah, we used Pritt stick. <laughs> yeah, but if you shoot that motherfucker, it ain't going nowhere. <laughs> but so uh, it was great when uh, Show broke open the pod from above to get into Daniel that, Bryan. That was fun. Yeah, that was good. He should have done it a little earlier because it was like thirty seconds later that the timer started. Well, yeah. I mean, they were never going to let him in there for five minutes. Could you imagine just five minutes of him beating just Daniel Bryan to death? <laughs> just like a corpse, a proper corpse. Yeah, just holding his fist out and grabbing Daniel Bryan and pulling him to his fist, <laughs> just for five minutes of just nonstop. Because you have to imagine uh, Paul White, that's his name, isn't it? Yes. You have to imagine, like, uh, when he's not thinking about it, he could kill anyone. Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. He seems like a really cool guy, but, you know, he, they're not really exaggerating with the whole WMD fists thing. No, I watched his documentary as well. 
he's joking at one point about he he has a bus and he hires a bus driver to take him to all the venues because it's more comfortable for him. Okay, yeah, that's and, a lot, of course. Yeah, and at one point in the video, he's like, the driver tells me no number twos on the bus, but I pay the bills. I'm gonna take a number two if I need to. <laughs> I was like, I love you, Big Show. It seems like I don't care about these wrestlers, and then I watch their documentary, and something brings me back to them. Well, you see, I don't. I, I'm not gonna. I don't really like watching Big Show wrestle anymore. He's not that good. No. I mean, when you look at his old WCW days, when he could have like got on the top rope and shit, that was when he was the giant. Yeah, that was impressive. But, but as you know, when it comes to who I'd like to go for a beer with, I would happily pound a, a few with, with Big Show. <laughs> He'd I'd, pound him into you, actually. Well, yeah, that's true. Did you see that picture? I don't know if it was only recently leaked or not leaked, but um, put on the internet um, of Andre the Giant holding a beer can. No. Just his hand, and it looks, you know those little cocktail cans, the little 150 mil ones that you use for, like, mixing drinks? Yeah. It looks like one of those in his hand. (laughs) And apparently he used to drink, like, 150 of them in a night. Good Lord. Because it'd be just like a mouthful or two to him, and he just—it's it's an awesome picture. But um, yeah, I, I, I could go for beer for beer with the Big Show. I'd like to try. Yeah, absolutely. Try to keep up with him. <laughs> yeah. um, he didn't keep up with the Elimination Chamber, though. He was eliminated by Cody Rhodes. Indeed. Uh, and then turned around by Santino pinning Cody Rhodes. Which I thought was a bit cheap, but still, yeah. I, I I like Cody Rhodes as well. I, yeah. I, think, he's, I think he's got a lot better. I hope he does Gold Dust. Uh, does <laughs> I hope he wrestles Gold Dust at Mania? That'd be great. I hope he wrestles Gold Dust and not Dustin Rolls. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Dustin Rolls is great and all, but I mean, Dustin Rolls only lasted ten minutes with Teddy Biasi. Gold Dust is a fucking icon of the Attitude Era. Exactly. So yeah, they'll probably fuck it up. Um, yep. Crowd is super hot for Santino. Santino then pins Wade Barrett, to which the crowd prac- literally shits themselves. Yeah, the, the, I mean, I haven't seen a pop like I haven't even seen CM Punk get a pop like that. No, not on, especially not on this night. Uh, no. Eventually, that leads to Santino. It was as big as Zack Ryder in Madison Square Garden at Survivor Series. Yeah, I loved Zack Ryder for a little while. Um, yeah, and then then you realize that it was a kind of a, a, a false prophet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, essentially, you hear you get the Cobra. You think Santino's going to win. Santino gets locked into the submission move and yeah. almost gets out of it. Crowd goes wild, but he does indeed tap to Daniel Bryan. Daniel I mean, Bryan once, retains. Once the the dust had settled, it didn't make sense. It would have been ridiculous to have Santino win, but it would have been brilliant also. Yeah, because then it would have been Santino versus Sheamus. At, at WrestleMania. <laughs> so, speaking of Sheamus, here he comes. He enters the ring, lays out Brian. We are now left to assume he's going to wrestle Brian at WrestleMania, which they later confirm. Uh, it's ironic because last year they were scheduled for a one on one match at WrestleMania that first got bumped to a dark match and then got turned into a battle royal for the dark match prior to the TV starting. Yes, I remember hearing about that. I read about that recently, actually. So, one year later. Sheamus is, yeah, they're having the title match. Um, uh, I'll let you speak on Sheamus because that's your boy there. I mean, obviously, I'm delighted. I I was watching Royal Rumble with uh, three other friends, all of them fucking huge Jericho marks. I'm 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 done with Jericho. I was done with him a long, long time ago, and I've I've heard his books, uh, his book or books. I don't know if he's written one or two. Two. I meant to be superb, and um, you know, I'm sure he's a cool guy and all that, but. I, I liked him back in when he first turned on turned up, but I, I have to say, I don't understand where people say that he's like this great great wrestler, this in ring technician. I find him very 
weak and kind of sloppy in the ring. How dare you, sir? I, I just, I mean, I obviously don't know the technical, um, you know, um, behind the scenes stuff when it comes to wrestling. So I'm only talking as a long time observer. I've never actually trained. I've never actually tried to get into the business myself. So uh, to, to watch, I find him a bit dull. I find a lot of his moves to look very weak. Like, I, I hate the walls of Jericho, as I've already said. Mm-hmm. Um, the lion salt is is one of those shitty fucking Kofi Kingston, Evan Bourne moves that don't really have any impact, you know, because he's landing on his legs and then basically rolling his belly on yours. You know what I mean? It's the, the, only, the one thing that was a revelation because I hadn't seen him in the years that I've been away was the cold breaker. I was like, holy... Well, the first time I saw that, it actually was one of those genuine fuck moments because that, that looks... It's incredibly simple and devastating looking move. Absolutely. But in general I just I I and again he needs to wear long trousers. He's too short a man to wear little panties. <laughs> yeah, it's funny when he first started wearing the panties you would see signs in the crowd that said no pants, Chris. <laughs> yeah. It I- just it, you need to have longer legs to pull that off. I'm sorry. I know it, it, it it's an aesthetic thing but it looks weird. Um, yeah. So it, so we go from Sheamus claiming that he's going to defeat Brian at Mania. Oh yeah, but my point my point was yeah. So I was watching Royal Rumble with with three massive Jericho fans, and it was it was the last five minutes down to just Jericho and Sheamus, and I was like, you know what? They're going to fucking make Sheamus win it. I, it was like this inner calm. I was like, I know it's going to happen. They're like, no, it's not. Jer- Jericho's going to win it, and then CM Punk versus him at WrestleMania is like, it's not because they can make that match. And I said it to him before it happens, like because they can make that match anyway with a with the the whole best in the world thing, but they need to give the heavyweight belt a reason to be fought for um, so I was like Seamus is going to win it and when he did they were all pissed off and I was the only one delighted and I was like you're fucking Irish and you're pissed off that Seamus just won the Royal Rumble how dare you and then two of the lads left and within 10 minutes the guy who was left with me I had him convinced like this is fucking great a guy from Dublin just won the Royal Rumble and he was like yeah okay it is actually pretty cool <laughs> <laughs> well when I saw it I mean, my first thought I'll be honest was really fucking Seamus <laughs> and then I thought, well, I have I have a few friends on Facebook that are all Irish, so at least they'll be happy. Yeah. But fucking, I guess, I'll I give mean, him a shot. Maybe I'm not, maybe if you're not, maybe if he's not from your home country, you wouldn't, maybe it's a biased thing, like, but I, I fucking love him and I get, I get happy every time he comes out in the ring and I know Ollie, ever, Ollie is a hired gun these days, like, it's like, someone's quit a match, but I, I, I found someone to take over. It's a shame, you know, it's, yeah. it's always fun. Yeah. Man, he's, he's, He's dangerous. He's going to cripple someone before his career ends. Oh, he'll he'll be gone. You know where is he now? Anyway, I think he's you know he's pretty much already written off television. Yeah, well, yeah, for the brief period that he was on television. Yeah, uh, we follow up. We follow up the honor and beauty that is the World Heavyweight Championship, a belt once held by Ric Flair, sir. And True. they go to the cut the cheese segment with Hornswoggle in front of a bunch of cheese. Natalia, he looks at her and says, "Cut the cheese." It was pretty bad, and then she just lets rip. It's frustrating for anyone to have to do this gimmick, but she's a fucking heart. Yeah. You know, show some fucking... Re- this is Bret Hart's problem with the WWE is always they don't show enough respect to the people that deserve it. You got his fucking niece on television farting. I, I would love to uh, sit down with and question the, the person in creative that came up with this. It's just it's, it's, it's baffling. Like it's not it's not not that just that it's a heart. It's like what do you possibly hope to gain from this this story? Yeah, and can't you make one of the stupid divas do this? Not one of the two that can wrestle. Make one of the twins. Yeah, because like, I mean they're kind of hot, but they wear too much makeup and they are creepy. They're crazy hot though. They're crazy hot, but <laughs> Kelly Kelly's still number one though. 
well, she's not number one of all time, but she is pretty damn hot. Yeah, she's. I think she's number one of all time. Trish Stratus. Uh, see, no, no. I would take Kelly Kelly over Trish Stratus every day. Huh. At least now we know if we're ever, say, wrestling, podcasting from a live event and we meet two divas, we don't have to fight over them. Yeah, because, of course, the only the only problem would be who we want to fuck. Not exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, it's wrestling. It's still real to me, goddammit. Okay. All right? <laughs> Are you going to cry? Yes, yeah, so we could just say, ladies, don't worry. We've already figured this one out. Trish, you're with the Reverend. Uh, <laughs> Kelly, you're with me. They'd be like, get away from us. Oh, that's AJ, and then I got both. Uh, fair, you can have a man. All I want, is, I'm not enough man for Kelly Kelly, so I don't need more than one diva. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, she does her fart, which is pathetic. Uh, then we get uh, Justin Gabriel, Jack Swagger entering, even though they're not on the card. They're in their tights. They're ready to wrestle. Was do you, do you find it really pathetic when they add a match to a pay per view? Yeah, especially at this one at the pay per view. Like it's it's like when, at um. Was it at Royal Rumble they added fucking Drew McIntyre and fucking Funkasaurus? Yeah, they do it all the time. I don't really understand it. It's like you should fill the card up before. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. an episode of SmackDown. Like, you know what I mean? You shouldn't have impromptu matches. It should be build. Exactly. I mean, at the very worst, you do something like a build, not with these two guys, because who gives a fuck? But you could do something at the beginning of the night where they kind of bump each other in the hallway and have a little bit of disagreement, and then later in the evening they do it again, and then, you know, you can sort of do a match that way. It would still be way too forced, but you could do it that way. But this one just came out of nowhere. Oh, and by the way, play, it's for the U.S. title. Holla, holla. Who gives a fuck about one Jack Swagger, two Justin Gabriel, and three the U.S. title? I was just going to say, I think we both agree that Jack Swagger just needs to go away. Yeah, that hurts my feelings. <laughs> I'm the all-American, American, American. <laughs> I love, I love when he does that really fucking pathetic, draw the line in the sand and stamp motion <laughs> before he comes. Yeah, out. Hulk mad. Yeah, <laughs> who, who are you kidding, man? Who are you trying to fucking fool? Yeah, fucking Jack Swagger. So the notes I wrote down during this match was, who cares, and fill, and filling time. We, we we fast forwarded it as well. Fair enough. So then we move on because Swagger retains the prestigious United States title. Yeah, they pretended it was prestigious for a little while when Zach was chasing. I think they wanted to give him some sort of strap to satiate the the, the masses, and they they were like, "What's the least important belt we can give him?" Well, we can't give him the Divas title. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just give him that. Don't we got some American belt laying around around here somewhere? Bring back the European title, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that'd be. Who had that last? Uh, uh, Triple H. I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, so now we move on to the... Why the fuck this was the main event, I cannot tell you. In a uh, pay-per-view called the Elimination Chamber, Yeah. the Elimination Chamber wasn't the main event. It's like WrestleMania's main event is the next night on Raw. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Every year. Uh, so it's John Cena versus Kane in an ambulance match. Stay uh, with me. The function, the way to win an ambulance match. Fitzy, how do you win an ambulance match? You beat your opponent so bad that you throw them into an ambulance that's at the entrance to the ring, and then you close the door, and then to drive the point home, pardon the pun, the ambulance drives off. Fantastic. (sighs) (laughs) It's one of these moments... And yes, yes, it is as exciting as I made it sound. It's one of those matches where I don't want my dad to walk in the room when I'm watching it, because he already makes fun of me for watching wrestling. It's, It's a coffin match. Yeah, it's embarrassing. And I, Cena, I'm going to break, get this out of the way about Cena. I respect how hard he works. I respect what he does for the business, but I fucking hate him. I like the guy a lot. I mean, as in, I like Jonathan 
HC. Now I'm just getting, giving him a middle name there, a middle letter. <laughs> but I, I find him deeply boring. In, he's, in the, yeah, he's the Hogan. I was never a fan of Hogan either. I no. never liked Hogan. I never understood it. I was always a warrior and macho man guy. And whenever anyone goes, the Ultimate Warrior was a flash in the pan. I was like, yeah, but he was a fucking great flash in the pan. I shut up. <laughs> the, the Ultimate Warrior recently told me to go fuck myself on Twitter. Yeah, so I heard. I, I found that hilarious. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not surprised that he could be an asshole now. But when you're an eight year old kid and that guy runs out, you're into him. His music. That's fucking forget it, man. Absolutely. And then he tells you to go fuck yourself on Twitter, and you're like, I'm made. That's amazing. <laughs> Coolest thing has ever happened. Mister Warrior told me, <laughs> go fuck myself. Yeah. Um. So basically, this match is whatever um, it was it was a foregone conclusion it was there was no way in seven layers of hell they were ever going to make Cena lose the match before Wrestlemania no exactly one of the high points was Cena taking us one of the a seat from one of the fans he beats Kane <laughs> with it sets the chair back up cleans it off for the fan shakes his hand gives him his chair back that was all yeah. right uh, of course the Spanish announce table doomed oh yeah it was the the uh choke slam off the right. stairs, off as, the stairs. as i predicted earlier in the evening i'm just yes, right. uh of course they fight um, on top of an ambulance did yeah that was see that was pathetic the aa off the ambulance i mean don't do it if you're not going to do it and they didn't do it you know what i mean it's like yeah. we all know there's gym mats behind that wall yeah because they never have just a convenient little square box built to the side of the stage uh, well maybe you just never noticed it <laughs> uh, maybe uh, you could be you're right you're right maybe i just never <laughs> noticed it before it's it, you know it was pathetic it was it was just don't bother if you're not going to if you're not going to fucking mick foley it off the the cell just don't exactly and you're don't, not mick foley kane yeah don't do a silly fucking watered down version because it looks better to not do it at all than to do a shitty version because no one notices that you didn't do it at all but everyone notices that you did a shit version exactly i wrote down cena wins yawn yeah and uh that that's the end of a pay-per-view that if you're in the united states or canada you paid 50 $70. yeah 50 to 70 dollars for that's the, and that was the exact words they were the exact words i used to my friend i was like can you imagine uh, i always call you yanks i know you're not a yank but <laughs> i was like can you imagine if you were a yank and you paid 70 quid for that and I, I would be fucking angry i'd be looking for a refund yeah i'd be furious i listened to a podcast another wrestling podcast and one of the guys in the episode description on his like digital skybox or whatever right it said including john cena it was for one of the pay-per-views that john cena was not on Oh, oh, for the what was he not a part of? Was he not a part of Royal Rumble or something? Or uh, the month was it the one before? Uh, maybe it was Royal Rumble. Did he have a match at Royal Rumble? Yeah, he fought Kane. Survivor Series was the was the one before Royal Rumble, was it? Yeah, that was with the Rock and everything. So, but there was one in the last few months where Cena was not on it. So this guy yeah. then called the cable company and complained and got a refund. Oh no way! Really? Yeah, he said I ordered this for my kid. He loves John Cena. Your description says John Cena. He says Daddy wears John Cena. And they gave him his money back. Legitimate, I guess. Hey, that worked. I'm going to try it next time I pay for one. Yeah. <laughs> my friend is a fan. My, my son is a fan of the Blue Meanie. <laughs> your, your description in no way said the Blue Meanie, but it implied it. <laughs> yes. And I'm, I'm offended. I'd like my money back. And, and where was Kurgan while we're at <laughs> <laughs> And God damn it, where's Mr. Perfect? <laughs> oh, don't remind us of what we don't have anymore. I know, it's sad. Um, so, yeah, you know, speaking of what we... Remind us of what we don't have anymore, a shitty pay-per-view. Yes. Uh, Elimination Chamber 2012 from the WWE. But, just like um, 
after the Royal Rumble, which was a pretty shitty pay-per-view, there was a pretty good Raw that followed it. Yes, hell of a segue, because that does lead us to the following night from Minneapolis, Minnesota, the home of Mr. Perfect, uh, Monday Night Raw. April 1st means everything to me because I'm not just fighting for me. I'm fighting for every person behind that curtain whose dream was to be in this ring. I'm fighting for every person behind that curtain whose dream was to be a WWE superstar and stay a WWE superstar. I fight at WrestleMania for the very, very small percentage of people that walk this planet and say I am proud to be, I'm sorry, a professional wrestler. You know what? You know what? Hey, you know what? The greatest thing about April 1st is going to be the greatest thing April 9th, the Monday after. When I'm at Monday Night Raw and Dwayne's on a movie set sipping a Mai Tai laughing at his stunt double. This got real, real quick. I want you guys to enjoy all this. We got 41 days to WrestleMania and it is going to be one hell of a ride. But I promise Rocky... I promise, Rocky, as entertaining as you're going to be, as much as you're going to try to bring it, as many boots as you want to put to as many asses, you don't got the club in the bag, son. I'm here. I've been here. I'll always be here. You're going to have to kill me to beat me. The headline reads, John Cena defeats Dwayne Johnson in the biggest match in history in his hometown, Miami, Florida, at WrestleMania 28. I'll see you next week, movie star. You are listening to Smart Marks on the Spare Time Legends Podcast Network. It was, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was. I, I would be less mad if I had to pay $70 for that than for the Elimination Chamber. Yeah, but, I mean, it did open with Eve and the Bella Twins. Yeah, it, it opened awfully. I, like, I don't even know what they were trying to... Was that some sort of... Were they trying their best to kind of kickstart uh, uh, the, you know, re-emphasis on John Cena being a face? Yeah, I don't know what they were trying to do there with, with Eve Torres and John Cena. It's it, it just seemed so forced and so like this. This is how bad the opening was to this episode. When I when I legally acquired it, um, I thought I was watching. I thought someone had mislabeled an episode of Raw before the the Elimination Chamber. Yeah, because they didn't. They started they didn't touch with flashback it. to to Eve and John Cena kissing and all that bullshit, and yeah. they didn't even mention the Elimination Chamber in the opening, you know, catch-up. No. So I was like, shit, is this the right episode? Yeah, and exactly. Then, and so that's how badly uh, put on it was. it was. It was awful. Yeah, I'd written down the word really. <laughs> okay. Uh, Eve plans to play John Cena, but Cena overhears it. Uh, Cena then goes to the ring, and Eve is crying in the ring. Cena calls her a hosky and says that her and The Rock are trifling bitches, which I popped for, not going to lie. Yeah, and like the whole crowd did too. Yeah, uh, he then says, "I'm disease free, and I want to stay that way." Uh, 
apparently. Yeah, the crowd's then chanting STD, STD, STD. I couldn't make out what they were saying. I got Hosky, of course. Yeah, that's one of the reasons I love listening on headphones. Uh, I love watching on headphones when I legally acquire it, because then you hear all that kind of shit. And you can also often hear the wrestlers talking to each other in the ring. Ah, okay. Uh, like, give me a give me a choke slam off the ropes. Yeah, choke slam. <laughs> there was there was a pretty funny um, shit. I'm not going to remember it, so I'm not going to bother. But um, it, it was a strange because I, I like the whole idea of the behind the scenes stuff is it's implied that because the audience can see it that it's they know the cameras there always. Right. Yeah, exactly. So why was she? fucking saying this shit in front of a camera to the Bella Twins. It's, it's the same on reality shows when people go to the camera and go I don't like Tammy, she's a bitch. <laughs> and you're like, you know bitch, bitch, you know she's gonna sit down and watch this on TV one day and be like, oh, you think I'm a bitch? How? I don't I don't know why we made both those women black, but you know. <laughs> Wait, I, I didn't imply a color. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> um, speaking of reality shows, my co-host on my other podcast just auditioned for Big Brother. Is that still on? No, I guess so. He didn't get the part, so it's cool. Oh, okay. But anyway, I wrote down, I finished my notes with, no more Eve on TV, please. <laughs> yeah, she's not even attractive enough. I mean, she's 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 uh, hot from afar, and then when you get up close, she's what you would describe as a handsome woman. Yeah, and she kind of looks like she would have upper lip sweat, and she would kind of smile a little bit. <laughs> yeah, she's got that certain Armenian thing to her, you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so anyway, then we go to a fantastic contest between the injured Mark Henry and your man, your boy, Seamus. Indeed, which um, I was very surprised that, like, I, I know he was, you mean Mark Henry's actually injured, not not storyline injured? Yeah, right? he was apparently, he was written out because he was so injured, but now they've had to bring him back because they have such a lack of talent right now. But I was shocked to see, like, Sheamus get a clean victory over him. Yeah, and I also don't understand why they give matches like this away for free. This yeah. match would have been a lot better suited last night than fucking instead of that U.S. title shit. And give yeah. the U.S. title away for free. <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, the, de- the crowd was dead for this match, though, it, feel- it felt like. The crowd was very strange and raw in general. Um, and I'm referring specifically to Undertaker, which I'll talk about when we get yeah, to Yeah, I felt like they got a little disrespectful to Undertaker. Very, but. very, yeah, absolutely. Um, but it, basically, they uh, they also, before this match, they announced that he will indeed face Daniel Bryan for the World Heavyweight title at WrestleMania. The crowd still didn't seem to really react much, but it was kind of like the whole night. I mean, is Minneapolis historically a good crowd? I don't know. They seem to try to make it out to be just by mentioning the history of the wrestlers from there, but I'm not really sure. I know that I know a few of the cities like Chicago is always really good. New York's really good. Like crowds these days can be pretty fucking shitty. Like I, I, I don't remember them being this bad when I was younger. Like it's like they're jaded, and it often makes me wonder why are you coming to this live event? Why are you paying hundred odd dollars per ticket to see these people perform and then acting like you don't give a shit? That's true. But although I'd love to pay there to go there and boo the fuck out of John Cena. Oh, of course. I mean, that's one of the biggest reactions of any night is is people hating John Cena. And yeah. I have to say, I was very. <coughs> Excuse me. Very surprised last week with the reaction to him. Like I know it's always the let's go Cena, Cena sucks, whatever, and Fruity Pebble. But I felt a bit sorry for him when they all just started chanting in unison, "We all hate you." Yeah, that was kind of like that's we, that's personal. That was I, I was like again. That was when I started feeling bad for Jonathan H. Cena. Yeah, poor guy. <laughs> I was like, dude, the guy visits cancer patients every week. Like, and he's fucking doing all this extracurricular shit, trying to build up the company. Like. They're they're fucking with him storyline wise, and they're they're making him boring. But don't 
tell the poor bastard yet. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's he has true. to go home and sleep tonight. <laughs> yeah, you know on, I mean? and his money. He's dinner, fucking crying into his lasagna or whatever. Yeah, and with his millions in the bank too. Hey, money can't buy not being hated. <laughs> Fair enough, exactly. Right, Chelsea? <laughs> um, so anyway, Seamus gets the victory over Mark Henry and like you said, clean victory. Which yeah. is a big deal for Seamus. They really need to use these next few weeks to make Seamus seem like a monster. Well, see, he already... When is the last time he lost clean, ever? Yeah, like, I don't remember. Like, he... That, it's kind of like um, the reverse of what Daniel Bryan was like before he got the belt. Like, Daniel Bryan couldn't buy a win um, anywhere. Like, he was I, I was... I was so surprised at how they were treating him because he was the, you know, the money in the bank holder, and yet he was losing every single week. Yeah, and then all of a sudden... All of a sudden, you know, he gets the belt and he's he's a heel, which I'm kind of um he mildly amuses me as a heel, because I don't know why it is. It's a very simple thing, but any any asshole heel that points to their belt all the time makes me laugh. Christian yeah. did it. Christian used to rub his belly like he was you know eating yeah. <laughs> the belt on and stuff and slap it a little, and that, that I just love seeing Daniel Bryan come on and you know point at the belt. Yeah, yeah, I am the champ. <laughs> It's um and his, his music is growing on me. Um, at first, I preferred when they used the classic version of Flight of the Valkyries, but I like the kind of the rocky version now. Yeah, it's it, it's all right. It's all right. It suits, uh, you know. Yeah, it does suit him. Uh, Seamus gets the win. We go backstage with Johnny Ace and David Otunga and Teddy Long. David Otunga is the loudest slurper of coffee in the world. Yeah, and how big is that fucking coffee? <laughs> it's a fucking pint and a half. It's a oh. pitcher of of caffeine. Yeah. So he uh, basically they're they're continuing this fight for to be the GM for both shows, which, like I said, I think will lead to some kind of WrestleMania match. Um, Teddy literally calls Johnny Ace a stack of shit. <laughs> yeah, he called him uh, what a pile of manure. Yeah, you are, didn't, like could stack them that high. Yeah, I didn't know you could stack manure that high. Which I was like, that's incredible. Uh, he also says uh, he also calls Otunga Pee Wee Herman's fairy godmama. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Although it took him a while to get that line out. The, the timing was kind of shit. Yeah, uh, and then they announced that Otunga is going to wrestle against somebody that Teddy's going to choose tonight from SmackDown. <clears throat> and it was just basically black on black crime. Yeah. <laughs> it's, all, it's pure racism on Raw this week. Absolutely. Um, is this when they announced the big battle royal? Uh, it may be. Yeah, the pointless battle royal? Yes. So we'll do that. They announced tonight... There's going to be a battle royal featuring the losers from the chamber matches to determine the number one contender to Punk's title at WrestleMania. Even though they'd already built up Jericho to be his main nemesis. Exactly. So, and and had the as I said, they had the in with the you know, cheap shot to the back of the head. You couldn't you knew you couldn't beat me, so you didn't want to lose your belt, so you had to give me a cheap shot, knock me out, you know, blah blah blah. At WrestleMania, we're gonna fight and you're not gonna be able to get away from me, it'll be like a cage match or something, I don't know. Yeah, no, they didn't do that. What they did instead was you you got a picture uh, if this was like an actual say this is the UFC and this is Dana White in the back and Dana White says okay listen I know you all had this chance in the Royal Rumble if you win the Royal Rumble you get a title match at Wrestlemania you didn't win the Royal Rumble it's okay listen oh you lost the chamber match okay listen don't worry about it Monday on Raw we're gonna do 10 so the best opportunity these guys have had is this night on Raw so why even enter the Royal Rumble we'll give you this battle royal if you win this battle royal you can have a title shot at Wrestlemania really <laughs> Yeah, it, it, when you put it like that, it's pretty pathetic. Although it's, I don't, I don't watch UFC. Not out of a lack of enjoyment. I just don't know when it's on, and to, to compare the two is a bit stra- uh, tenuous. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just hard because you know you're supposed to suspend your disbelief. 
But if okay. this were was an actual competitive industry, the WWE, then it would make no sense for them to then eliminate the importance of their previous matches. I have to say, sometimes I don't suspend my disbelief when I watch wrestling. It's it's literally an enjoyment of the adult pantomime that it is. Yes, I like I like the, the I like the the work that goes into putting on a show, and I, I don't necessarily have to kind of always get into it. Like you know, oh, he's really gonna win. I don't care that it's scripted particularly. It's no, neither do I. Because, again, because a lot of wrestling fans um, bizarrely aren't sports fans as well. No, I've exactly. Noticed. So I think they have to get their sports fix out of wrestling. Yeah, since I already watch football, rugby, tennis, it's not an issue for me. Like it's 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 a complete. I know, uh, ostensibly, you know, wrestling is presented as a sport. It doesn't it, it doesn't serve that purpose for me at all. No, it's more soap opera that I watch. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. It's just a matter of when they get to the Royal Rumble next year, they're going to be like, "This is your one chance to main event WrestleMania, except <laughs> for the Elimination Chamber and possibly the Raw after." <laughs> and then the match against. Luna's corpse at SmackDown next week. If you win that, you got to, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> turn up next week, and you're a number one contender. <laughs> if you can give Mae Young an orgasm, you're the number one contender. If you can give birth to a hand, you're the WWE champion. Exactly. All right. So they announced that for later tonight. I wrote down gay. Um, <laughs> there's now a tag team match, and I had legitimately forgotten that the tag team champions were Primo and Epico as they come uh, down to the ring with Rosa Mendez, who is also <coughs> hot. Yes. But and she dances slutty, which is always fun. But yeah. I will tell, I, I'm going to give you the list now of, of the of the things I fast forward. Okay. Diva matches. Agreed. Um, anything involving Primo, Epico, or Unico. I'm with you. Uh, anytime I hear Ted DiBiase's music kick in. Anytime I hear Greg Kali's music kick in, unless he's fighting someone who I know will kick the shit out of him. <laughs> uh, ditto Jinder Mahal. Fair enough. Any of those things do not get watched by me. I mean, the Teddy Biossi thing especially annoys me because his dad was the greatest heel of all time, and he's ruining the legacy of that name. I come from money. I Just come from class. Sh- the <laughs> ladies love me because all my cash. It's fuck off. It's just <laughs> like, it's it's some bullshit wannabe gangster. Horrible, horrible music. But like, if any man in history ever needed to add Junior to his name, it's him. Yes, absolutely. To differentiate between the greatest heel who ever lived and that piece of shit. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel, Brian. If you ever wanted proof that uh, charisma and uh, wrestling talent are not, is not passed genetically... <laughs> DiBiase? Yeah, absolutely. So, the uh, Primo and Epico are come out for a non-title match against R-Truth and Kofi Kingston. Which I think hurts both of those. Absolutely, yeah. We need a, we need we need a tag team. You got a couple black guys around. Yeah, I mean, our truth. Jesus, how good was he at the uh, the elimination chamber debate? Oh yeah, he was. Fa- he is fantastic, and the crowd are hungry for more of him. Yeah, I love the little Jimmy stuff. Oh yeah, I, I love the whole. Me. Don't what me. Don't, okay, what me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. Spider stew. Uh, yeah, so he comes out. His his hand is legitimately casted up. Uh, yeah. Kofi Kingston comes out. Who after the chamber match had to have staples in his head. Jesus. Uh, so these guys come out against the tag team champions, and they beat them clean. The night after these guys were in the elimination chamber, <laughs> yet they still beat the tag team champions clean. The I night don't... after the elimination chamber. Am I making this clear enough? 
Oh yeah, I, I mean, I don't understand what the tag team uh, division is there for anymore, even though it's not really, but the belts are there, so therefore it's there. Yeah, so it's they dead. These, so they have these penny-coloured belts uh, that look just awful. They give them to people like Otonga and McGillicuddy and fucking Uno and or fucking Primo and Epico and fucking... It's sad that, like, Air Boom was the best thing that's happened to the tag team division in the last year. Yeah, like, it's sad. Like, me and you, I, I, we remember a time when the tag team division was literally as big a deal as the heavyweight belt, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it would open the majority of the pay-per-views. Yeah, like, it was, it was just... It was as big a deal. Like you read, like fucking, day, like but even back to things like uh, fucking Hercules and Paul Roma, Legion of Doom, Rockers, fucking um, Demolition. You Absolutely. know what I mean? Like, and then onto the Attitude Era with like fucking Edge and Christian and the Hardy Boys, the Dudley Boys. Yeah. Uh, even like cool, like gimmicky ones, like too cool. Um. Yeah, you know, really great tag team matches from really great tag teams. Yeah, when it wasn't uh, unusual to have two tag team matches on a pay per view. No, not at all. And they were tag teams. They weren't like arbitrarily put together two single guys. Yeah, the first thing that loses me with a tag team is if you're not wearing matching trunks, you can go fuck yourself. Yeah. Oh, jeez. How did I forget the Heart Foundation? Actually, that's disgraceful for me. Not, but, you know, um, I was, I was, I was thinking on my feet. <laughs> I'm sorry, you apologize to Bret Hart. I'm sorry, Bret Hart. <laughs> yeah, he's one of the ones I'd be too scared to meet if I ever had the chance, to be honest. A friend of mine met him, and he said he's an older gentleman. See, I, I've heard that, but if he was even just a little bit mean to me, you know? Well, no, he's a friend of mine, actually, for ages. I don't know if he still has his um, has his Facebook picture uh, of him, but it's the two of them, and he, he, he you can you can tell my friend is just pleased as punch. Like, that's uh, the excellence of execution beside me there. Yeah. <laughs> that's just that's just me and Bret Hart. That's all. That's all. Yeah, no big deal. It's just a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the only the closest I have to that is a picture of me with the Iron Sheik and the Honky Tonk Man. <laughs> Iron Sheik, no homosexual. <laughs> yeah, he was great when I met him. I met him at a comic book convention in Toronto. They were doing kind of like pay twenty five bucks and get your picture with him and Honky. Was he? Did he have an erection? <laughs> he was in a wheelchair. Who, Honky or Sheik? <laughs> oh, Sheik. Sheik was in a wheelchair, so I couldn't tell. Okay. Um, now, but people were just walking by this booth with their like iPhones out and just snapping pictures. Right. And Iron Sheik is literally like, "Fucking these cocksuckers take a picture. You take a money." <laughs> and I'm just like. I liked it when you beat up Hulk Hogan that time. He was like, thanks, Bubba. And I was like, right on, baby. I, so I respected the legend, so he won't yell at me. Of so course. I shook his hand, got the picture, and got the fuck out of there. The one thing I was disappointed by was that uh, Honky Talk Man tried to kayfabe me. Are you serious? Yeah, because he was in a match a little while prior against, I'm not sure who, him and a few legends against maybe Santino Morella and a couple guys. But they did this really cheesy gimmick where Honky Tonk got in the ring and started to do like a little bit of a dance and then slipped and fell over to which Santino pinned him. Okay. So I said to him when I met him, oh, you know, I enjoyed that you came back for that pay-per-view. I wish they would have given you a little bit more to do, though. And he goes, yeah, I wish I wouldn't have slipped on that banana peel, man. I would have had Santino. Okay, yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> yo, why you got to kayfabe me? I'm a grown-up. Yeah, we're all we're all adults here. We know we we know what the story is. Yeah, man. I, it's not like I said. Oh, I wish you would have beat. I wish you would have beat up Santino. Yeah, motherfucker tried to kayfabe me. But anyway, I took the picture and I left. I know, I know Santa's not real. <laughs> what? Uh, oh, <laughs> what'd you say? I said I know Santa's not real. <laughs> what, what, why you got Why you got to bring that here, man? <laughs> I just wanted to talk wrestling. You got to fucking ruin Christmas for me too now. 
the Easter Bunny is real, though, so that's okay. All right, thank the fuck. But, as long as there's still chocolate being brought to me. But it's not actually the Easter Bunny. It's just a gobbledygooker in a rabbit costume. It's just a staff member from Poundland. <laughs> selling off cheap chocolate. Did you know there's a gobbledygooper action, uh, goober action figure coming soon? Are you serious? Yeah, one of the elites this year is going to be gobbledygooker. Fucking hell. A.K.A. worst characters ever. Who was who was in that? Oh, do you remember the build-up to him? The, oh, yes. Survivor Series, the same one that Undertaker debuted at, wasn't it? Uh, I don't know that for sure, but I had it on VHS, like yeah. bought VHS. With the egg that kept pulsating? Yeah, exactly. And like it was, it, Everyone thought it was going to be some fucking big new wrestler guy. I suppose in hindsight, of course, it was a turkey in the egg. Yeah, because it was Thanksgiving. Yeah, but like watching me and Gene fucking have a hoedown with a dude in a turkey suit. I it, just remember the crowd reaction was just like, are you fucking serious? It was basically the home improvement noise. Oh. <laughs> uh, um, so they go on on Raw as we jump back to Raw for another Hall of Fame announcement to join the Four Horsemen, Edge and Tyson. Now, I really hope this Four Horsemen induction brings Flair back to the WWE because I will cry like a girl. Yeah, just have him talk. That would be awesome because yeah. uh, the guy, I think he needs, uh, see, I don't watch TNA. Is he still, still wrestling? I know up until about six months ago he still kind of was, wasn't I he? I think he was, yeah. I don't watch TNA either, but I think he is. Um, um, they need to bring him back to WWE. But like, like there's, I know it's already been done, but there's your answer for a GM. Exactly. Like, Ric Flair is awesome. He just, the guy could just sit there twiddling his thumbs and it would be more exciting than fucking jo- funk man. You know what I mean? Yeah, all he's got to do is look in the camera and go, Woo! woo and I'm in. No, not have to put any excitement into it anymore. Just fucking, like, look at the camera and go, fucking woo. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd still be the guy going, yeah, Ric Flair, yes! Fucking woo, now give me my check. Like, I was like, yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. So they bring in, they announce that going into the uh, WWE Hall of Fame, first uh, African-American heavyweight champion. Yes, and I never knew that. I have to say, I always again, I'm disgusted that I did not mention the Acolytes slash APA when I was talking about red tag team. Yes, so I, he's a former All-American as well. I did see. I didn't know that he was a WCW champion because again, I where did you live during the WCW reign? Uh, Canada. So you would have seen it, but yeah. I'm sure you know that, that it wasn't really shown here. ITV showed it on like Saturday afternoons, right? Kind of like occasionally, but not like the way Sky One showed WWF at the time. Yeah, no, I was able to watch them both live and be able to jump, <laughs> jump back and forth between shows sometimes, which was really really interesting. David Otunga with Johnny Ace against Ezekiel Jackson with Teddy Long. I fast forwarded. Yeah, so did I. Um, I, I, I like, like I always do, I fast forward until I see someone's arm being raised. Yeah, so David Otunga wins this one. Johnny Ace is on his Blackberry torch the entire time. Fascinating. Uh, now we get into the Triple H and The Undertaker. They show the video of HBK from Raw last week, which, uh, if you take it out of context, which we'll do now for podcast listeners at home, sounds rather gay with Sean talking about, look me in the eye and tell me you don't want to do it. <laughs> I do want to do it. I just can't do it. Look me in the eye and tell me you want to do it. I want you to look me in the eye and tell me you don't want to end the streak. I want you to look me in the eye and tell me you don't want to end the Undertaker. Look me in the eye and tell me you don't need it. My mind's telling me no. Look me in the eye and tell me you don't want it. I want you to look me in the eye and tell me no.
here's here's one big admission that may make you not want to record anymore with me. I outright, completely, and utterly despise HBK. Hate him. But he's a he, backstage. He's a fucking asshole and a fucking born again cockeyed. Hasn't been able to wrestle properly for the last ten years. Dickhead. I never liked him. The only time I ever liked him in my life was when he was with Marty Jannetty. As a ne- as a nine year old, when he betrayed Marty Jannetty, hated him from then on. Even when I liked DX, I liked it despite him and preferred the era of DX without him with like Road Dog and Billy Gunn and then X Pac. I fucking hate him. Always have. Always will. I don't understand the big fucking brouhaha about him. He was big in the era when they had no one. He was a mid. He was a mid Carter. Nothing more. He just like. Do you think if everyone hadn't fucked off WCW, Shawn Michaels still would have been Mr. WrestleMania? Honestly? I'm not going to lie to you, this is going to be hard for me to get over. Yeah, maybe. I was always a Bret Hart man as well, and I I fucking pissed off about the whole screw job thing, um, which I think is one of the few uh, real occurrences in wrestling history. Yeah, oh well, we'll have to get into the screw job another time, because I also love Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. How dare you, sir? I just can't stand him. And I, again, nothing that he did last week made me in any way change my gene. He was so dull. Yeah, well, you're entitled to your opinion. It's just wrong in this case. <laughs> Maybe one of these days we'll do a podcast that's like the Bret Hart Shawn Michaels debate. Because I love both, so we'll go over our favorite moments from each. You can call HBK a cunt, and I can disagree with you. <laughs> okay. Because I don't disagree with you on some of those points. Like, I, he was a son of a bitch backstage and was a lot of trouble and. You wouldn't put over Stone Cold? Yeah, what a bitch. What a fight. Stone Cold should have just knocked him the fuck out and pinned him. Yeah, for real. Like, I mean, not even in a match. Pure gold. Speaking of tearing up, we're back. <clears throat> so now we've got Triple A, or we got The Undertaker making his way to the ring. Right. Uh, I had a problem with them showing his feet backstage before the commercial. It that- made him. It looked like he was walking like an old man. Yeah, it just made him look human. The Undertaker isn't supposed to come from the backstage, he's supposed to just kind of be there. Yeah, like just appear as like an apparition. Yeah, so when you show him around walking to the ring, it just uh, that made me think they had maybe Shawn Michaels dressed up as Undertaker, and they were to do some kind of an uh, some kind of an angle with it. But no. Also, what he was wearing was a little odd. Yeah, it was a different outfit this week, and of course, he kept his hood up for obvious reasons. Well, yeah, he shaved his head back in June or something, didn't he? Yes, yeah, and then they had him wearing a wig, which got exposed. What do you mean? Got like it was made fun of yes. online. So, well, I I don't understand why they needed to do that. It's not as if Undertaker's never had short hair before. No, I know. It's it's weird. I mean, I think they sometimes forget they're filming in HD. Yeah. And the true. people are going to see this fake wig on a 50-inch plasma television. Yeah. And go, he's wearing a wig. It, it, I just don't understand that. I mean, if he shaved his head in June, surely it's at least as long as his American Badass phase during the Alliance storyline. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're going to bring him out bald because he looks scary as fuck when he's bald. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. So Taker comes out. The dong hits. The music hits. I said dong. Uh, there's a huge crowd reaction, uh, but not as big, I find, as the weeks when they don't know he's coming. Like a few weeks yeah. ago when Triple H was leaving the ring and the music hit. Oh, when when he was firing Lauren. Yeah, I just, the crowd went buck sick. wild. Yeah. Uh, basically, he's in the ring to, telling his story. I don't think the streak should end. I think he should. This should be his last match. I think, uh, and I think he should finish on twenty and zero at WrestleMania because my OCD brain likes the round number. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I I think if they 
someone said online recently, and it's true that the streak is the most valuable thing in the WWE, more than the belt, more than anything. And oh, yeah. if they get that, because they can never, ever, ever um, replicate it. Ever. It, it kind of happened by accident for the first eight or nine, I'm guessing. Yeah, exactly. And nobody <laughs> will ever get 20 at Mania. Yeah, okay. it's never going to happen. So just to have it, just to have a kind of a cool wikipedia entry you know yeah. and he just just keep it at 20 you know don't let triple h and his massive i love triple h but he's a fucking asshole i fucking hate triple h see that I lo- well then again he's your hbk then <laughs> yeah we're on the opposite sides of the dx card it looks like absolutely absolutely um but yeah i i love triple h but i i, I recognize that he's a fucking egotistical fucking opportunist asshole yeah. well he's the reason your man won the royal rumble i heard well, you know, he's not all bad. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd just put that out there for you. Um, but yeah, he should definitely finish at 20 and 0. Don't defeat the streak, but if you're going to, God, don't let it be Triple H. Yeah, true. But well, Even though, yes, he probably is the most obvious choice to do it, just don't do it. Yeah, please just don't do it. Let him finish this year 20 and 0. Uh, he's got his hood up, obviously, not showing his hair. Uh, they didn't bring the lights up either, like they usually do. When he stands no, into the ring, he didn't bring the lights up. But, th- yeah, I noticed that. Well, he didn't raise the lights. Yeah, I yeah. was waiting for it to happen. Um, it was always the one part of his ring entrance that I thought was kind of a bit camp when he lifts his cloak to walk up the steps. Yeah, exactly. It does look a bit almost like he's about to curtsy. <laughs> 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 but and, and, um, it's just quite uh, incongruous when you, you know, taken into the whole Undertaker concept like that he's like daintily stepping up the the steel steps yeah it's because he's afraid he's gonna twist his ankle or something oh yeah of course of course Um, because you know he's weak now although he could probably still beat both of us with one arm yeah absolutely yeah while i cried the entire time yeah of course with pleasure yeah happy tears yeah so triple h comes out he says it's bad for business if i beat you basically they go back and forth and it was a really good promo except for uh i can let you touch on this with the crowd reaction to undertaker Gee, like I was, I, I I was proper angry at that crowd when they were like, "So some asshole who kept shouting you suck in the middle of Undertaker talking," and I was like, "Bitch, no!" Like I was surprised that that happened more than once because I would have assumed that if some fucking asshole had the audacity to say that in the middle of an Undertaker promo, that the guys beside him would punch him in the temple. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like this is a fucking legend. Like this guy's. Probably, I mean, when when all is said and done, probably the biggest star WWF has ever had. And ever will, I think. Ever will have. Like, I mean, fuck, I mean, and I don't mean this, but, you know, fuck Hulk Hogan, fuck uh, The Rock, fuck Stone Cold, fuck John Cena. Like, Undertaker's been there through all of them and, outla- and you know, outlasted a lot of them. Yeah, and they protected it- his character, so he's beat most of them. Exactly. Yeah, and he and it's it's a gimmick that never got old because they knew when to tweak it a little and then when to go back to the classic. And he, he's just been phenomenal. I, I have buckets of respect for Mark Holloway. I think he's amazing. And he's uh, from what I've heard as well, he's actually a very fair, you know, um, guy. He's not like he's not up his own hole like Triple H or no. He's got a lot of respect for the business. I've heard various yeah. stories where he's been waiting backstage for guys taping up his fists. Because if guys react a certain way, he's going to punch them. Really? Like guys who refuse to go out and do a job. I think it may have been the Stone Cold HBK one, when HBK was refusing to do the job for Stone Cold. I heard that, yeah. Taker was taping up his fists, and when Sean came back, he was going to knock him out. I heard that, yeah, absolutely. So he seems to be like he's the ring general. He's the guy you go to for respect, and he's the guy you say, yes, sir, this is your seat on the bus, or you know, after, after you for the food. Like, nobody is fucking with The Undertaker. 
No. Um, but I, and I, I kind of like the fact that his character almost isn't the character in that respect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's, but it's almost getting hard to watch him in the ring, as good as he is, because we know how rough shape he's in. Well, I, I, I haven't actually... Is he, like, proper cropped? Yeah, he's... I, he's, I he's old, and as a result, is cropped, but... He's been he, cut up for years now. I mean, he's just... His back, his legs, his knees, like, everything about him is in rough shape. Okay. So, somebody who's watched that evolution of him getting... Not worse, but getting in worse shape... He still seems to be able to pull off incredible matches. Obviously, not with regular, not not regularly, but like the WrestleMania matches of the last three, four years have I mean, been the best match yeah. ever. But when he takes a bump now, it seems like it hurts more. It seems to look like it hurts more. Either Maybe. either he's marking me out and he's you know playing it up. But you know there was one last year where Triple H tried to throw him through. Um, this is when Michael Cole had his glass announce booth. Right, yes. And he threw him through the announce booth, well, and the pain, the pain in Undertaker's face. I was just like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah. But so they're gonna do it. They're gonna do their match after their little Back to the Future two type fight when he says, "Chicken," <laughs> and Triple H says, "Nobody calls me chicken." What? What's the matter, Yella? <laughs> yeah. What's the ma- well, could you imagine fight me at WrestleMania? No. What's the matter, Yella? <laughs> that would have been amazing. It was. I. I. I, re- I really hate that. That trope of of triple h um behavior that the taking off of the jacket and the tie means he's serious now <laughs> i'm mad now yeah. i'm mad as hell and i'm not gonna take it anymore yeah um so they announced they're gonna do the match H- but, H- uh, mad. <laughs> but if you want wrestlemania you got it he says but i want it hell in a cell and I, I will admit, I freaked when I heard that because I was not, I did not expect that. No, neither did I. And I, uh, this makes me believe because they sort of hint at the fact that it's going to be their last match. They sort of hint at that kind of thing. Yeah, they say make it sound like we're the last of our generation. Yeah, yeah, it's the apocalypse and all that. And yeah, yeah. Um, it makes me feel like it's going to be Taker's last match because he's beat up. He can't take many more of these fucking hell in the cell matches. Yeah, true. Um, and it won't, it won't be a Mick Foley match either. <laughs> there won't no. be anyone climbing on top. No, but they got to bring blood back, don't they? Well, for that, yes. They I have mean, to bleed. I mean, if Undertaker... Triple H said it himself. I'm going to have to kill you to beat you. Yeah. So at Triple H, these guys are both going to have to seem as though they're both half dead. And there's going to have to be blood and violence. Um, <coughs> Do you think they would ever... Because, let's face it, they nearly did before the Benoit thing happened. They nearly killed Vince McMahon. Remember? Yeah, I don't know. Do I you think they? Do you think they'd ever do a kind of a fucking um, Apollo Creed dead in the ring kind of story? I don't think so. With they want Mark Calloway to come back in a kind of a you know GM you know um, kind of role or any sort of role backstage where he's just visible and can talk. Because let's face it, the Undertaker's um, his talents aren't in um, promos. Like he, he, just due to his character. Yes. Know? stoic and very slow speaking so therefore it's not that it's boring but it's not going to you can't justify bringing him back just to give a kind of a a, cr- a crowd pop you know like you not like with the rock or mick foley you know what i mean yeah i i, I think they'll i think they it, kill him and just never bring him back i don't know if they'll do the death thing i think they might do something you know these gimmicks they do where the lights go out and then when they come back on he's gone yeah, maybe he wins. He's trying to help himself up. The lights go out. He crawls under the ring. The lights come back up, and it's empty. And they're just like, Undertaker's gone. And and they'll never show him on camera again. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know. It's it's tough to know. But I, I don't think there's any way he loses this match. I hope that he doesn't lose this match. Oh God. well, if it, I, as big a Triple H fan as I am, I, I, again the last two years as well, I, I would like if they beat him, it's bullshit. 
Yeah, absolutely bullshit. Um, speaking of that, they move on now to the World Heavyweight Champion, Daniel Bryan, taking on Santino Morella in a seconds-long um, uh, squash. Squash of doom. <laughs> that was, I thought it was so disappointing. Like, why bother? Just... Uh, Santino got a good pop. Build a build on it a little. Make him fight some fucking mid card piece of shit and have him win. Don't. Yeah. No. This match was designed to be like. Now you had your fun, Santino. Maybe. Now get back to the mid card. It was bullshit, though. Absolutely bullshit. Yeah. So after it, after the, go ahead. It didn't leave Daniel Bryan either. It's like what you can beat the fucking hundred pound Italian Canadian guy. That's great. Yeah. Exactly. When Sheamus just beat Mark Henry. Yeah, exactly. And they're building the Euromania match. Yeah. So, yeah, I fast-forwarded most of that, and then I fast-forwarded the Divas match as Kelly Kelly, how you doing? And Oksana took on the Bella Twins, how you doing? I just skipped it again. Yeah, the Bellas won anyway, so. Uh, then Cena comes out for a promo where he almost got me back. I have to say, he kind of did get me back. With his I, Skankosaurus? I thought it was a great fucking promo. Okay. Like, I... I, I, I I don't often talk, uh, say anything out loud when I'm by myself. I'm not a talker to myself, <laughs> but I did. I, I I did actually say, "Damn, that was good." <laughs> yeah, he, I was stunned. You can tell when he's almost shooting because his Boston accent comes back. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, and he, like, I, the, the, I will say, maybe the cynic in me will say that maybe there was a little bit of. Well, it worked for Punk back in June. Let's see if we can make a shoot for you. And him almost overly referencing the fact that he's going to get fined and the fact, you know, before he says professional wrestler, he said sorry. Yeah. There was a little bit of that, which was the only thing that annoyed me. It it felt a bit forced. Yes. I don't think Cena Cena would ever do anything he's not allowed to. (laughs) No, because he's a bitch. And also, I don't think that they would ever find him because he is their fucking linchpin. Absolutely, yeah. So, but but still, it was awesome. It was a really good promo. And I have to say, <clears throat> I have you noticed the, the 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 revising of history with regard to the rock and how the crowd th- love him? Like do you not do you not remember when he started first going away and even before that he was starting to get Cena like reactions from the crowd. Yeah, cuz they were getting uh, bored they were of just him. They're pissed off at him. They're bored of him. They're bored of the fact that he come out at the start of a match, give a few open hand slaps, get beaten up for the entire match, then give a fucking spinebuster, people's elbow rock bottom win. That like he he had the, he had his own moves with doom. You know what I mean? Yeah, he did. And uh, and he was super rocky, like, uh, and it was the same bullshit with him. And now they're trying to pretend like that never ever happened. Like he was he was proper booed by a good half of the crowd, especially Jer. And that was I think that kind of um, forced his heel turn back when he became Hollywood Rock. You know, the kind of the with the big uh, overly elaborate Titantron with the helicopter and you know the is cooking cooking. Cookin'. You remember that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that that kind of. Um, was the reason they turned him heel, I think, just to kind of live off the heat, as opposed to try and force him being a, a face again. Yes. Um, and, I mean, the Hogan-Rocky match, Jesus, they were... Everyone wanted Hogan to win that. I don't know why. Hogan is the biggest mystery in wrestling to me, why people like him, ever. Yeah, he's a dickhead, too. Yeah, but even even as an in-ring performer, yeah. um, all he has going for him is his charisma. Like, he does have charisma, but he's not even funny. No, he no. just—he's just kind of—he—he's very—he's a very good kind of exuberant, uh, you know, enthusiastic speaker, and he's confident. But he's got no jokes. I mean, he's just a fucking. 
he's just dull and all he has is a fucking hulking up and a leg drop you know what I mean yeah big, which big, he can't do the leg drop anymore because his hip fell out <laughs> classic Apparently he, had a, he had a match with Flair in Japan last summer and did the leg drop and his hip dropped out Oh, fantastic. Amazing. And, you know, the more you hear about Hogan on documentaries and in books is that he's kind of a douchebag and he's kind of a selfish and backstabby to the boys in the locker room and stuff. Just, so Just a money grubber. Like It's all about the payday for him. Like, yeah. just, he doesn't seem to have any passion for it at all. No, at all. And, I mean, being somebody that's been backstage on the most independent level where we did a show in front of, say, 40 people, Yeah. the amount of respect that the guys in the back have for the business and for each other Right to hear somebody like Hogan the way he used to act, you know, it's just I don't have any respect for that because I've seen what it's like back there, and those guys are loyal to each other. Even if they're about to go out for a hardcore match and beat the shit out of each other, of course they're in it together. So Hogan doesn't seem like that kind of guy. So fuck Hogan. Um, oh, absolutely, fuck Hogan. Fuck him in the ear. Yeah. So but, Cena basically says, "Team film it." You know, that's I, what I, I like that too. I like that too. Yeah, he says you're gonna have to kill me to beat me, and uh, I'm always here. I'm gonna be here. I've been here. I never left. Oh yeah, that that was my point, I guess, because I remember I knew exactly what he was going to say when he when he came to when he when he referred to Rock presenting um, WrestleMania last year and saying that I'm here and I'm never going to leave again. I was I, even when he said I was like, why are you saying that when you're absolutely going to leave again? And someone on uh, Bleacher Report at the time made the point it was like they're building up a match a year ahead of its time. What happens if like Spielberg gives Dwayne a call? Yeah, exactly. But, in fucking uh, January and goes I need you for my big new fucking movie do you think Dwayne Johnson's gonna go uh Wrestlemania uh <laughs> like bullshit he'll fucking he'll tell Vince man I have to do this at Spielberg and you know so if something like that had happened he would've left and it was the match nobody wanted as well no I mean, exactly I think it's the match that the people in the Vince McMahon WWE bubble thought that the world wanted but no one gave a shit because everyone had forgotten about The Rock and no one cared about Cena. Exactly. So. Yeah, it's fine. If you go back, if, if, if you listeners go back and listen to my podcast from after the day after uh, the day after WrestleMania last year, I said that exact thing. And I said, what if fucking Spielberg calls and wants Rock to be the new Indiana Jones? Yeah. You know, there's no way Rock says no to any of that. Rock's going to be like, fuck WrestleMania. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and paid Amy bollocks because he'd be getting fucking fifteen million from from a Spielberg movie. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, exactly. It's just horseshit. Like, I mean, I'm sure it'll be a fine match, but not. It won't be great. No, and this will be the only match in history that I will ever root for John Cena. Um, because John Cena has to win from a from a storyline standpoint, from a story uh, from a fact for the business. Cena has to win. Because uh, in the, for the same reason that Rock had to beat Hogan back in the day. Exactly, because you yeah. can't have Rock lay out your number one guy and then go back to Hollywood. Yeah, true. Rock has to do the job, which is why Rock's good for this, because Rock never cared about putting somebody over. No, he is a good seller, I will say that. So Rock he'll is... put Cena over, he'll make Cena look like Superman. Yeah, true. Rock has always been... Back in the day, my two favorite uh, sellers were Rock and Shane O'Mac. <laughs> oh, dude, I watched the King of the Ring match between Kurt Angle and Shane McMahon last night. I fucking... Oh. I could spend a whole podcast licking the ball sack of Shane McMahon. Well, we'll do I, that another time as well. <laughs> okay. It sounds like we have lots of wrestling podcasts we can make. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I watched... The, that was the one where uh, Kurt Angle was trying to throw him through the glass windows. Yes. And he kept having to redo it. Was that the um? Yeah, of course I remember that the oh. the, the, the WWE glass. Yeah, uh, it was the King of the Ring. It said KOR or whatever. That that was it. Yeah, I remember watching it at the time. Oh, and like if you watch again on headphones, you can see the ref saying, "That's enough, cut it oh. out." 
<laughs> he's obviously being told by the guys in the back, cut it off, we're done. But you can see McMahon, Shane McMahon continue to say, do it, do it again, do it again. You can see him talking to each other. You can that see dude fucking... He, 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 all he has to do is wait for his dad to die and he's a billionaire. And I know. Himself through that shit. Yeah, I got the, the utmost respect. I mean, he was one of the big reasons why I think my favorite pay-per-view of all time is WrestleMania 17. Uh, I think, like, never will you get a pay-per-view that perfect again. That was Rock Austin, TLC2, Vince versus Shane. Yeah. Um, and they beat the shit out of each other, too. Oh, God, yeah. I, I, like, fucking kicked the shit out of each other. Shane ended up doing that Rob Van Dam move with the bin where you jump across the fucking half the ring. Yes, what was that? They had a name for that. Um, was it with the Van Terminator? Yeah, that was his, but McMahon called, Shane had something else for it, too. Oh, I can't remember. Uh, anyway, but yeah, so yeah, he was wicked. Well, So it looks like we have that podcast coming up as well at some point. Absolutely, absolutely. A Shane O'Mac episode, a Brett versus Sean episode. <laughs> a WrestleMania 17 love-in episode. <laughs> absolutely, yes. You know, And if we get brave enough, we can even do live commentaries of the pay-per-views. Uh, well, as long as you don't mind downloading them and watching them the next day, because I won't stay up. <laughs> no, me neither. I stayed up for the Royal Rumble. Never again. On my old balls. It took me a week to get over that shit. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I'm kind of. I've I've had friends who are kind of trying to tell me to watch WrestleMania live, but the way I see it is, like, I get up. I you know I go to bed early enough and get up fairly early as well, so I don't want to fucking completely fuck my body clock up and watch the thing live and pay for it when I can get up early, fresh as a daisy, download it for free and watch it while I'm eating breakfast. Absolutely. So we'll download it and we can record little commentary segments. Cool. And bitch about it because I'm sure we'll oh, be disappointed. I, I have podcast time and I've gone for nine hours once, so if you want to do a whole WrestleMania live one, I will. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would too because that'd just be fun just to say we did it. Absolutely. Not only did I watch wrestling, I recorded the entire time with a man in Ireland over Skype. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm putting it on the internet for other sad bastards to listen to. The, com- the world's first inter- uh, wrestling commentary. Yeah, I wonder how long it'll take for Vince to sue us. <laughs> Not long. <laughs> no, he'll be there soon. He'll be here soon. Um, so, <laughs> the final match of Raw is CM Punk joining them on, on commentary, which is excellent, for Bad a battle royal. They laugh when he comes out in the jacket. Yeah, because he looks so dumb in it. Uh, but no, see, no, he doesn't because he knows he looks stupid. So exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, so he comes out uh, for the Battle Royal for the WWE title match at WrestleMania. We've got the Great Khali, <laughs> the Big Show, <laughs> Cody Rhodes, <Meh>. The Miz, <laughs> R Truth, Yay. Kofi Kingston, <laughs> Dolph Ziggler, Yay. Santino Marella, <laughs> Wade Barrett, <laughs> and Y2J Chris Jericho. Okay. <laughs> um, it was an all right battle. A lot of guys got hurt in this, but before we go on to that, uh, Michael Cole shows CM Punk his action figure, to which CM Punk says, I'm just trying to figure out why it looks like Adam Carolla. Adam Carolla, that was, I couldn't remember who he'd said. <laughs> what a great plug for Adam Carolla. And I had to I had to Google the guy, but he said that one of the EMTs looked like rock and roll, some, some. Yeah, yeah, one of the, uh, I can't remember what it was, but yeah, an old tag team wrestler. Yeah, 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 I had to Google image him. I mean, I I just Google image him once I saw him in tights. I was like, okay, he's a wrestler. <laughs> I yeah, was, I didn't even bother Wikipedia him. Uh, first one eliminated from the battle royal, Great Kali again. <sighs> like that. Going back to the thing earlier, it's like, why do they even bother putting him in? Yeah, this could have been Funkasaurus. Yeah, well, that's actually something I meant to mention earlier. Where the fuck has he gone? I don't know. Everything that you can read online states that he's being pulled from television, and they're going to rework his character. Although on the intro for Raw this week, he's in the intro. So I don't know why they would add him to the intro at the same time that they're pulling him from television. 
but you see they they seem to be you know uh, first of all the guy could not dance if you threatened his parents life uh, you know that's true he, he has no rhythm like like zero, i've never seen someone have a dance based um gimmick be so arrhythmic <laughs> like it's it's hilarious hey, uh, i like his theme song though oh i love it but i think i mean you should have given it to someone who could actually dance to it yeah um i mean the hot the hot chicks that he brings out i'm all for them um they're both absolute hotties but I, I i it was a funny gimmick and i did like when they put the jurassic park logo on his ass but it said funkasaurus yeah that was great that was pretty funny but other than that like i mean it was just squash match after squash match and it was just pointless absolutely uh so they're in the battle royal the miz gets thrown out while you see a sign in the crowd that says back to the miz card <laughs> which I thought was pretty clever. It was pretty good. Um, Wade Barrett goes out next, in which he the all for all storyline or sorry for all reality afterwards seems like he broke his arm. Yeah, he was mad as hell. He, he like when um, Big Show threw Ziggler onto him and can, even to this day I have to stop myself from saying K quick. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, our truth um, and. Yeah, that was that. That looked like it hurt. Yeah, that's, you that's could him. hear you could hear their voices legitimately saying he's got a broken arm. Well, and even at the end, uh, Jericho went up to Kyoto and he was like, "What happened with Wade?" Yeah, um, Kyoto, who once high fived me at an event. <laughs> Excellent, well done. I once got a high five from the Repo Man. Oh, nice smash! <laughs> <laughs> that's right, Repo Man. Repo, Repo. Um, there was a wicked light bright shout out. As yes. CM Punk said, his jacket looked like a light bright, which it does. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so light yeah, bright, Wade Barrett would to me of those 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 um, the light brights that they brought out or that they 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 dotted around Chicago. Yes. When, uh, when was it? Fucking Aquajinunga Force kind of what was it like viral marketing, viral advertising for it, and everyone thought they were like bombs. <laughs> <laughs> so the NSA was, or something was like was was called and mm. it was a huge terrorist thing. <laughs> That's outstanding. Yeah. Um, what else happened here? Oh, R Truth gets thrown out. Dolph Ziggler gets thrown out. Who goes out next? Uh, Santino Morella gets thrown out as well. What a shame! You know he's not going to win either. And I believe, from what I've heard, it was Santino being thrown out on top of Wade Barrett that sealed the deal with the broken arm. But was it not Dolph Ziggler that was thrown onto? Yeah, Dolph Ziggler was thrown onto him as well. But then, as he was on the ground being worked on, Santino was thrown out and then landed on his arm again. Shit, I did not see that part. No. Well, I, I didn't notice it. If I did. No, I didn't either. I've only read it, and apparently he kind of tried to make himself light. He tried to like get off of him immediately because he knew he was hurt, but, you know, that makes things much worse. Uh, yeah. Cody Rhodes is out, leaving the final two being Big Show and Jericho. Is that correct? Uh, yes, and, I mean, it was never going to be anything but Jericho. It's not that, 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 that's why that, the, the, this battle royale was completely pointless. It was... The foregone conclusion to end all foregone conclusions. It was as bad as Cena Kane ambulance match. It was just, it was a complete. They could have had some other fun main event instead of a battle royal to decide something that I thought was already decided. Like in 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 story. Yeah. Uh, like Jericho had already attacked CM Punk once or twice, and then CM Punk had knocked Jericho out. Uh, uh, you know, in the one time when Jericho could have won the title. There's your story. It, it was utter point. It was completely pointless booking. Absolutely, I agree. They could have done anything. I mean, you would assume they still have the chamber with them, so why not have Johnny Ace come out and go, all right, the chamber match never finished, lower it right now, stick these two guys in it, and let them finish it. 
but not as uh, cohesively as you just said it. Right. I love Chamber Chamber Rumble. Uh, the Chamber Rumble view paper. Mania. Mania. Remember when he, uh, last time when he only called it the Elimination Pay-Per-View? Oh, At really? the Elimination Pay-Per-View next week, well, I'm going to... What? <laughs> when he called himself the... What did he say at one point? He was the... the the management of, of 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 raw or something like that, some bizarre like like basic words, basic sentence structure. He's beautiful. He's fantastic. You know who his big brother is, yeah? Oh, um, uh, animal. Oh, what a rush! What a rush! That was good. That was good. Yeah, I try. That was convincing. Um, I don't understand why when they were put into the Hall of Fame last year that they didn't put them in as Legion of Doom because I know they were called Road Warriors everywhere else but weren't they always Legion of Doom in their, during their tenure with WWF? Yeah, they were. And even when they released action figures earlier this year they released them as the war Road Warriors which they never were in WWE. Legion of Doom is such a way cooler name than Road Warriors. I know, and I don't, need, I don't mean to nerd out on action figures but they also released a Jimmy Snooker this year and the Jimmy Snooker is wearing boots. Super, super, super fly. Yeah, he never wore boots, motherfuckers. I'm no, just putting it out there. Him and Haku were barefoot. <laughs> yeah. So then why is there an action figure with boots on? Just asking. Just Oh, I mean, the action figures are ridiculous. Like, some of them that I've seen of, of late, like, the, the anatomic correctness and even facial uh, accuracy doesn't seem to be an issue at all. No, not at all. I'm getting pretty hooked up with action figures, actually, because you know of Weller um, from Iowa. Oh, yeah. He sends me action figures time to time. The, the one of the greatest podcasters in history. That's right, exactly. And uh, the last podcast he was on was actually mine. There's a couple episodes where we're sitting in a motel in Canada. Oh wow! Uh, because my girlfriend had just kicked me out and I was homeless. <laughs> it was during the time that Weller was visiting me in Canada. Excellent. So we said, let's go check into a motel, and it turned out that a hooker was murdered in the very room we were in. Recently? Yeah, within the last few years. Oh uh, shit! It was an excellent series of podcasts. That sounds <laughs> so amazing. If you guys are itching for some Weller, go back into Legend in My Spare Time back episodes. I think we called them emergency broadcasts. And I it's will just do that. Me and Weller and a couple of boys sitting around in a hotel room talking about me being at the lowest point of my life, which was all right because Weller's funny about it. Absolutely. You know, Weller not being Mister Sensitivity actually at one point said, "Thank you for showing me a new low. I thought my life sucked." <laughs> and I was like, I love you. If I if, if I didn't love you so much, I'd be hurt right now. <laughs> but he's actually going to be coming to visit next year, and he said that he's promised you Irish boys he's going to come and see you. Oh, sweet. I fucking would love to go drinking with that dude. Yeah, so at some point in the next year, I will be bringing Weller to you boys, and we will take him drinking. And, well, Ian lives in London as well, bear in mind, so we could do some sort of fucking ultimate meetup type dealy. We could, or Weller and I could go to London and get Ian and bring him to you. That could also work. There's many ways we could work this out. Permutations. <laughs> Absolutely. Weller's my almost threesome buddy. There's been two different times in my life where Weller and I have been invited for a threesome. <laughs> Neither time did we do it. Was she not worth it? Uh, well, I mean, as Patrice O'Neill said, a, a threesome is two girls and a guy. Two guys and a girl is a train. <laughs> that's right. Absolutely. <laughs> He's like, that's me and some other dude, and w w he better not look me in the face. He's like, what are you staring at me for, man? Just let me fuck my half of the torso. Exactly. It was at a. It was actually at Zach's wedding. Okay. Because I went to Zach's wedding and sang sang uh, his wife Jenny down the aisle. I sang at their wedding. Blah blah blah. Oh, cool. And uh, that night, some of the bridesmaids wanted some Weller cock. <laughs> well, from what I've heard in the the podcasts, it would be quite a desirable cock, dude. There's there's definitely a lump in his jeans. 
<laughs> I've hung out with the guy enough now to be like, don't look at it, don't look at it, don't look at it. Damn it! Well, it's, not, it's Zach's fault for constantly talking about it. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Uh, so yeah, we almost, the bridesmaid said to Weller, you want to fuck my sister? And Weller was like, no, I have a girlfriend. You want to fuck me then? No, I have a girlfriend. What are you, some kind of faggot? <laughs> it was such an amazing night. That was when I called a girl a cunt because she was being belligerent. Nice. But that's for another time. <laughs> anyway, I'll be bringing Weller to come drink with you soon. That sounds amazing. Absolutely. Yeah, mar- mark me down. All right, so let's uh, go back to what's not amazing is the finish of Raw. Uh, one thing I noticed was Cody's leg had started to bleed through his bandages. I did not notice yeah, that. Yeah, these guys are proper banged up. HD either. Well, there you go, but these guys are proper banged up. Um, so Y2J wins. He gets the victory, which none of us were suspecting, right? No. Surprise no one. <laughs> no. So WrestleMania 28 WWE Championship match will be Y2J Chris Jericho trying to take the title away from WWE Champion CM Punk, which I think Punk will maintain and retain the title. Yeah, I think so too. But I think it'll be a hell of a match. I mean, I, it's a, it was a stupid roundabout way to get the match official, but it's going to be amazing. Absolutely. Uh, the show ends well, on an well, in-ring showdown. And hopefully the, uh, the, the promos leading up to it will be equally amazing. Yeah, I have a feeling that the promos may even surpass the actual match. Because these guys are both so good on the mic that it may yeah. not be able to build up. If they give them too much time over the next five or six weeks, then the promos are going to overdo the match, I think. They need to make it very little pieces of them. There's also the problem that uh, WWE aren't going to want, or Vince, rather, is not going to want it to overshadow Rock Cena. Like, he can't, he can't think that, you know... If another match is equally uh, anticipated, that'll make him more money. He wants fucking Super Cena and fucking you know Hollywood to to have their basically their showbiz match. You know, you know, and he doesn't want anything to get in the way. No, exactly. He's so, he's known to do that for sure. I th- I think it might. I worry rather that the Punk YGJ match might suffer as a result. Yeah, I remember Edge. I, I remember Edge talking about for main for Mania, HBK and Taker is the main event. Right. Like, you guys take it easy out there. Okay. Like, they weren't allowed to actually do exactly what they wanted to do because they didn't want them to overshadow HBK and Taker. Which was an incredible match. It was incredible, absolutely. So let's hope they don't do that, and, like, they won't. I mean, we're both right. We're both right. They're not going to overshadow anything. Their match is probably going to be held back, but it will be a great contest anyway. Yeah. So um, there there you have it, eh? Next year we'll get a Punk Austin. That'd be so cool. It would. Punk Austin and Brock Undertaker. No. Oh, that'd be incredible! Uh, bro- I, I have to say, big. I, I know he was a flash in the pan again. Maybe I like my crazy, strong, psychotic flashes in the pan, but I thought Brock Lesnar was the bomb. Yeah, he's all right. <laughs> he's all right. I mean, I- just just for what he was, he was just this force of nature that came and went. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I, I, again, I, I maybe I'm. I'm always I, I'm far too fond of the spectacle of something. Sometimes, <laughs> like I always have this conversation with my friend Bruce. I don't know if you if you know Bruce. Um, but he's a Bolton fan for his sins. Oh. A Scottish guy who's a Bolton fan. Poor and, guy. And he, he, he says things like, I hate Messi and stuff, which is just, you know, I, I came to the conclusion, like, you don't actually like beautiful football. You just like the struggle. Yeah. You, like, you like the dirt and the grime and the, the, the honesty of it. I, I kind of like the spectacle with when it comes to everything. Like, I won't watch a lower league football match with, like, 
200 people watching it where you can hear independent like you know separate voices go on the hoops you know like <laughs> I want to hear the crowd of fucking 50,000 people going nuts yeah uh, same with wrestling I just I, I like the, the 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 pomp and the kind of the the pantomime nature of it and when you when they when they successfully build up a monster character like Brock Lesnar it works for me like that's why I, that's why when I was watching the WCW thing I was like shit I wish I could have seen Goldberg at the time because I and I think Austin was like a monster character with with technical ability if you know what I mean and mm-hmm. and Mike skills he was that's why he had everything pretty much um but yeah I thought Brock Lesnar was awesome I know he's a dickhead I, I've heard he's an absolute ass on even when I watch him in interviews he comes across as a shithead but it would be great to have him back, even for one or two matches. Yeah, it would have to be a one or two match kind of scenario, though, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so that wraps up Raw. We've also wrapped up the Elimination Chamber, in which which will obviously become an extended edition of this wrestling cast, whatever it is. Smart Marks, I'm calling it. <laughs> SMRT. I mean, SMART. <laughs> exactly. Um, I don't know if I'll put this up as one for Elimination Chamber or one for Raw. I guess it depends how long it becomes. Oh, fuck it. Put it up. Put That's it right. Up. Put it all up as one, yeah. Yeah, we, me, me and Aaron uh, always were the mentality is like put up whatever goes up. Don't don't bother, uh, don't si- or siphon it out in portions. Cool. <laughs> well, we'll just throw it up. I'm gonna throw some music in between, some clips from the shows. Cool. If you enjoyed this show, let us know. It's Legend in My Podcast at Gmail dot com. We want you to email us and tell us which diva you would fuck. <laughs> And I want reaction from next week. Hopefully, we can try to do something on the all the way up to the road to WrestleMania. And then we'll try to do something for WrestleMania, and then we'll see where our feet lay after that. Absolutely. Maybe by that point, there's only three other wrestling fans listening. Um, <laughs> to be honest, it's I, I, this isn't about listeners for me. This is just about me venting. <laughs> like, Absolutely. I, I want uh, a, a mouthpiece to be able to just talk about this so I don't have to annoy Aaron with it anymore. <laughs> cool. Well, you got it. We can do it this here. We can vent about wrestling anytime you want. And uh, I guess our motto will be, if you don't like wrestling, then turn it the fuck off. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah. I know Aaron's a wrestling fan too, so don't let his feelings get hurt. If he wants to chat wrestling, he can join us as well. Or, or if you will, if you don't like wrestling, get the f out. Yes, yeah, see. see, I see. See what you did there. <laughs> he made I, a wrestling joke. I'm hilarious. You, you are pretty funny. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll finish on a time that I embarrassed myself at a live wrestling show. Um, I went to see Ring of Honor once, I in which it, it's great. Yeah, I'd imagine so. There's a tag team match, Shelton Benjamin and Charlie Haas defending their tag titles. Or or as I call him, two time Royal Rumble winner, Charlie Haas. Charlie Haas. But there's a there's a there's a backstory to that. We myself, my friends back in the day especially were huge SmackDown video game fans. And we got really really into the, the creative player thing, so we'd make all our friends and then, you know, assorted um characters and such so we used to we used to have like Royal Rumbles where you pretty much only had to use two real wrestlers so um, Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin were always the two we threw in and I subsequently won the Royal Rumble twice with Charlie Haas so he became two time Royal Rumble winner Charlie Haas that's fair in that same mentality then Santino Morella is one time WWE champion uh, you you where won it with on SmackDown with him? No, one of my bastard friends Scott did on WWE 12. He won a fucking ladder match with six of the biggest guys we could find, and he wanted a Santino. What do you think of WWE 12? I like it. I don't like it. 
Is that a good answer? Yeah, it's a very good answer. <laughs> I mean, I love it, but I don't. It's yeah. I, I, see, I hadn't bought a wrestling game in a good six, seven years, so I was really looking forward to getting it again. And it just, I was underwhelmed. Exactly. It's just whelmed, right? You're not over or under. You're just yeah. whelmed. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the characters look great. No, they don't. Not no. always. I mean, Punk looks shit. Are you on PS3 or Xbox? PS3. Fair yeah. enough. Um, Punk looks shit. He doesn't come out in his t-shirt. Uh, they don't get the op like the like get the entrance the en- the entrance right. Like Seamus does not do a right hand to left hit, left hand to right hit. Uh, pop, you know, bump. Right. He just does three in the same on his heart, and then puts his arms out and things like that. And they got like they don't have Santino Morella doing a stupid power walk down the ring. Just t- like little details that make up, you know. A wrestling show. Yes. These are guys who, assuming, like, you have to assume they're studying these guys all the time while they're making these games. And they get, like, moves wrong. You know, the, um, like, CM Punk doesn't, um, he, he doesn't say it's clobbering time. And I know the voice might not be used, but they don't even have his, ar- his hands to his mouth long enough for him to say it. Yeah, bullshit. It's, it's bullshit little details with loads of different wrestlers. I'm just, because, um, Santino and Punk are just the two that are in my head at the moment. But yeah, it, and it feels a bit stiff. Uh, I tried to play a three-on-three tag ma- match, and um, when I tagged out, I was still the guy who I was before, and the guy in the ring was now controlled by the computer, and I couldn't switch back. No, you have to switch it when you pick the characters. You have to say control partners or not. Yeah, but I did That's not. annoying. That's frustrating. Yeah, it was. But anyway. There you go. That's the wrestling game. I guess we'll read yeah. that as well. We should play online sometime, though. We both have yeah, PS3. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would like that. I'm shit at it, though. So am I. But my created character, Matt Lees, will whoop your ass. I um, I have my friend, my far more artistically minded friend, on the job of making me um, because I haven't gotten back into the creative player with this new game as much as I did in the old days. Yeah, I'm too lazy to do the face, so I just gave him a mask. <laughs> You're Lucha Lubre now, are you? That's right. Matsumoto Lightning. Thank you very much. <laughs> trained in Japan, okay? Sorry? He was trained in Japan, just so you know. Oh, he means business. That's right. He's not fucking around. Fucking former bar- former WWE champion. Barbed wire fucking fire matches. That's right. He ain't scared of shit. <laughs> All right, so that's me and the Reverend discussing wrestling from this week. Uh, stay tuned. I'm sure we'll do it again, even if, like he said, for no more than just us to vent about wrestling. <laughs> Works for me. It was a pleasure to actually uh, speak about wrestling with you. I've listened to Cabin Fever for a while, so it was nice to chat with you. Even though, even though we send to get, we tend to give a lot of fuck yous on Facebook anyway. Yeah, huh? There seem to be a lot of people on Facebook that I don't know, and occasionally I'll either drop on theirs or they'll drop on mine, like, that's because you're a bitch. <laughs> or... Yeah. You know, well, that's what I like about Facebook. <laughs> yeah, you can just, like Blake Northern. Okay, I don't know Blake Northern. I've never met Blake Northern. The amount of times he jumps, you're a cunt, Lee's. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know this guy, and I love him. <laughs> he's he's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I love about Facebook, and the fact that you can do a podcast with random people. I I I've swam in the man's pool, and that's not a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> it is going to be for the rest of my life, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember Zach's story about him in a hotel, and Blake called him, and Blake just said, "Where am I?" <laughs> and and the, the the kicker that was, they were in the Hilton Hotel. He's like, "I'm at the Hilton Hotel," but he was at the wrong Hilton Hotel. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. All right, so maybe he's listening. I think maybe he likes wrestling. Uh, oh yeah, God yeah. Well, he he'd only call it wrestling, of course. Wrestling. 
<laughs> All right. So, well, thanks. Uh, thanks very much for joining me on SMRT Marks. Cheers. It was a pleasure, man. And uh, we'll talk to all you fuckers about wrestling next week when we've both seen Raw and we have more to complain about. Okay. You might have to start watching SmackDown. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. Well, I'll be willing. I'll be willing. To, I'm going to bitch about it, though, because SmackDown is usually boring. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, well, I mean, how else are you going to find out what other shows it beat in the ratings and what trended and who has more Facebook followers? That's true. Uh, you're right. You're right. I can't be a proper journalist with this wrestling show unless I'm watching <laughs> both shows. Yeah, absolutely. All right, I'll add SmackDown to my diet because, you know, I and need okay. another. You can watch it in Fast Forward like me. Fair enough. Cool. I, I'm all right. That I'm okay with then. I'll watch it in Fast Forward because my life needs another two hours of wrestling in it a week. <laughs> it usually takes me a solid 30 to 40 minutes to watch SmackDown. Yeah, that's about what it's worth. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when that Seamus guy's on there. Fuck you. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, guys, we'll see you all next week when we talk wrestling again. Absolutely. You are listening to Smart Marks on the Spare Time Legends Podcast Network. I lost a broski for a hosty. Wait, wait. Something amazing has just happened. It just hit me. You shouldn't be wasting your time with me. No, 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 no. Hold out for the biggest fish. Hold out for my WrestleMania opponent, The Rock. Because, wait, wait, wait. You're completely disingenuous, totally egomaniacally self-centered, and you will use anybody to get anything you want. You guys are perfect for each other. You're both scandalous bitches. I'll see you next week, movie star.